We're ready. We ready? Ready to go? I think we are. Ready, Freddy? How are you? How, how, how you doing? Oh, you know what? I'm great, BB. I had... I'm having such a good weekend. Are you? <laughs> it's beautiful weather outside. It's actually getting nice. I know. I washed my truck the other day, and then it rained the next day, so that made me real happy. <laughs> That's the luck of the draw. I, I guess. When did it rain? Like when when we left your when we left your guys' house last night. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was raining. <laughs> Sorry, I um I've struggled to focus. Why are you struggling to focus? Oh, I mean, I have okay. For all of you people who do not know out there, um we, we are sitting at a um kitchen table doing this podcast. You mean studio recording session? Oh, absolutely. Or with sound surround soundproof room with top-of-the-line equipment. We're not sitting in a kitchen. Oh, no, not at all. Um, and um, I happen to be looking at a, um, a laptop that... <laughs> Never mind. Top-of-the-line <laughs> top equipment laptop, not some junky Acer laptop from Walmart covered in anime stickers? No, not at all. I- I- inappropriate anime stickers. And um, what are I they mean, called? That's Pokemon. your opinion. Uh, they are inappropriate. They're half-naked. It's inappropriate. I mean, but they're not naked, though. I mean, they might as well be. <laughs> I mean... I guess. Uh, I do see, however, <laughs> um, for all you Pokemon fans out there, I see Gyarados and Pikachu and Bulbasaur and... You can name some. Charizard and... Uh, I can name a few. There's Mew and... Now, see, we got together once with Dee and <laughs> we were showing her pictures of Pokemon. We were like, what's this one? Um... Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Did not say Ralph. There was a bunch where we're just, we, we couldn't stop laughing. It was... It was too great. We got to find a way to put that in one of the episodes one of these days. You know what? I'm good with like the old time, like the Gengar and the Raichu and the Ghastly, but... Even I, it was I, it was even with some of those where you were like, uh... <laughs> I think I called um, one of them Minimite? Or no. Yeah, Minimite. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> like, like mean, is his name Minimite? It is now. <laughs> it is now. I mean, I, I feel like I was pretty close. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's his new name now, so... It is. It's Minimite. Well, shoot, we are here today, folks. Well, welcome to the Sideline Randy's podcast, folks. I'm Evan, and I'm staring at my sister, Catherine, here. Yo. And the the cult leader in our family for when it comes to anything and everything Harry Potter. Don't hate on the cult. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing today. We are talking, uh, this is our second uh, episode, and in, th- in this series we're doing for Harry Potter, we're discussing uh, Chamber of Secrets. Yes, and you know what, Evan, before we dive into the Chamber of Secrets... Um, I think I might have uh, made some people mad the last podcast because um, we were swamped with emails, like just discrediting you, like, <laughs> like just like trying to bring you down a peg. Like you call yourself a Harry Potter fan? How dare you? Yeah. What did you mess um, up? Uh, I, everything. Everything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I think I accidentally said the Weasley's card was turquoise, and um. I am very disappointed in myself. It's actually blue. It's a sky blue. I know, but I said turquoise and I'm very disappointed in myself. You, wait, you, you said what? Turquoise. Oh, okay. I thought you said turquoise. I was like, excuse me? Tor- I mean, turquoise? Turquoise. Turquoise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think there was um, one thing I wanted to mention last podcast that we didn't even go over. You know how we were talking about um, like the um, some of the, cr- the movie um, effects where they were actually real? Um, like the goblins. I think we briefly oh, yeah. talked about the goblins. Like all the like, practical effects. Yeah, like they were actually like um, in makeup. They weren't like CGI'd or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things was um, the candles in the Great Hall in the first and maybe the second movie. 
Um, mm. They were actual real candles lit on a l- fishing line. Did we specify that they were CGI in the last one? I would ass- I don't remember. Honestly, I, I don't remember. I would assume <laughs> that they eventually got CGI'd. No, I mean, did we like specifically say, like, yeah, these candles are CGI? Oh, I don't know. I don't I was think say, so. so I, don't th- I don't think we actually... I just wanted to mention it because like, oh. I thought that was a very fun fact um, that... Because there was some uh, documentaries of some cast members saying, yeah, I remember when the candles ran out, hot wax was like falling on us and broken candles. Now, now, when you say documentary, not, are you referring not. to that <laughs> that thing that was on HBO Max of like the, uh, the all the interviews and whatnot? Not the not the Harry Potter reunion. Yeah, the reunion. Yeah, it, it might have been in one of those. But I was I, gonna say, I, I think, think every time you mention documentaries <laughs> of the last one, it's referring to that. It's not just that. No, there's like some <laughs> HBO extra scenes for every movie, you know, on HBO. Oh That's, yeah, I guess it's, it's some of those too, and some of my things I just find on YouTube. In that three o'clock in the morning. Yes. It's a magic hour. Let me tell you. Oh, it is definitely. Um. So, how do you feel overall about the book? Because as as um, as last time, folks, she is focusing on because she she's read the book, she remembers it, she retains it. I can't. I even listened to the audiobook, and I've forgotten it all, most of it, anyways. I all the books are great. I would have to say that this is probably one of my least favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, we find out very little about this book. We find out that there's a chamber of secrets that Harry can speak parcel tongue. Um, we find out that there's a Horcrux. But I mean... But it's not mentioned. It's not ex- called ex- a Horcrux. Exactly. It's not... I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen, but not really a lot of things that happen. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 definitely not one of my favorite uh, books. I do think that there's a ton of differences between the books and the movie. Are there? For sure. Um, well, I, I know this is my least favorite movie. Really? Okay. It is. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll, have... we'll get into it once we start, because... Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say that I I don't really enjoy them. I mean, yeah, I would say it's one of my least favorite movies as well. Alrighty. Well, I mean, I I'm gonna be coming from the movie perspective. All right. Go Sa- for same it. as same as last episode. Um and, and Reddit when we open up, we already have CGI that's a million times better when it comes to like wide scenery shots. Absolutely. Where it's showing like little whinging um, as an actual like suburb, like neighborhood, instead yeah. of like this, these random two or three houses that are like filmed in a way to make it look like it's a big neighborhood, <laughs> as mm-hmm. in the first one. For sure. Um, so it, it already looks really good, um, or at least a lot better than the last movie. Um, and I, we open on the scene of uh, Harry kind of trying to calm Hedwig down. Uh, oh, you'll you'll upset you'll upset Uncle Vernon or whatever, which I can understand. Birds are annoying as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although um they're keeping her hostage in a padlock and won't let her out. They don't I... feed her like because like in the book, it it describes that Dur- uh, Vernon Dursley has a padlock on her cage, won't let her out to fly. When does she eat? In the book it briefly mentions that Harry gives her the vegetables left over from his cold soup. So Harry is feeding her the little oh, food that he right. already gets. I mean, I would be throwing a fit too if I were. That's true. I'm not saying it's it's that... right, but I'm saying in general, birds are annoying as fuck well, you know, as yeah. as pets. And you would think that would encourage Vernon to let 
because Harry let her out. One of my buddies in high school, his parents had a couple birds as pets, and they were loud, annoying. They stunk. Well, were they cockatoos? No, they were. One of them was a macaw. The other one was okay. a, an African gray or something like that. Macaws are annoying. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> owls are. <laughs> <a little> different. <laughs> I don't. I'd imagine owls are the same thing. You saw. You heard Hedwig like screeching in the movie. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, yeah, I, I I'm not exactly. I'm not saying Vernon is, like, right or good, but I'm saying, like, I understand his hatred for a pet bird that he didn't want. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But doesn't mean he couldn't let her out. She's starving, man. <laughs> I mean, that that brings me to another point. For some reason, their hatred to for Harry trumps common sense uh, to where, like, hey, if this owl's annoying, let it out. Right, right. Yeah, just let it out. Hey, oh, it it might not come back, you know? Maybe, you know, that'd be a good thing for them. (laughs) So, I mean, how does the book open? The book opens, um, actually, so the Dursleys and Harry are at breakfast. First or second breakfast. You know that family has more than one (laughs) breakfast. Well, with the size of that they are. I mean, I think first breakfast. I don't know, man. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. That's a Lord of the Rings joke, by the way. Well, I don't know Lord of the Rings. Did you not listen to the episode me and Matt did about Lord of the Rings? Well, we've had one breakfast, yes. What about second breakfast? I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't with you right now. I know. I'm an uncultured swine. Yes, you are. Um, Okay, anyways, breakfast. So they're at breakfast. I'm guessing first breakfast. And (laughs) Dudley wants Harry to pass the bacon. And Harry's like, okay, "Okay, if you want the bacon, you're going to have to use the magic word. And Vernon freaks the fuck out. Because he said magic. Ma- just, just the word he, magic? Yeah, he said the word magic. And Harry what was like, fuck? no, I meant please. And he like sends Harry to his room. And <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so um, very vulgar. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of his, like before the dinner party and before, you know, all that jazz goes yeah. down. I think uh, that's what kind of starts the, uh, oh, go to your room and don't come out. <laughs> You're going to make no noise. So, yeah, that's how it starts. And then... Um, we go into the dinner party scene. His his big business meeting for his drill company. Oh, yes. It might be the biggest. What kind of position is he in to where he would need to have a big dinner party to hopefully get a giant promotion in a drill company? Um, I'm assuming they're like handheld drills, or like Sears or some bullshit like that. Or or is it like oil drilling? Like, I... I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> if anybody out there has any idea on that subject, it would greatly ease my conscience if you would email us at sidelinerainingspodcast at gmail.com and tell me. Evan needs answers. Because I can't sleep at night just thinking about this. That's all you do is think about drills. Same with Vernon Dursley. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, I'm just like, that's all I hear. And I, I need sleep, people. Come on. So, yeah, the dinner party starts, and we get the appearance of Dobby. Uh, yes. So, and actually, in the book, I will say, uh, before we go into the dinner party scene, in the book, Harry actually sees Dobby before the dinner party scene. Oh, does he? Yeah, he hears a crack, which is usually the sign that a wizard, witch or wizard or, you know, elf or whatever, is <laughs> apparating or disapparating. Oh, okay, yeah. And he hears a crack while he's sitting outside a bedroom That's window. That's right, yeah. He was outside doing something. Yeah, I think he was just, like, you know, taking in the warm summer air. I think they just wanted him out of the house. To, yeah, probably trying to get away from the Dursleys. Um, and he sees a, a pair of green tennis ball-shaped eyeballs in their front bush. 
the front bush. <laughs> okay. As opposed okay. to the back bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not what I meant. Oh, good lord. But that'd be horrifying to see giant fucking tennis ball sized eyeballs. Right? And they're green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but in the movie, he goes up to his room and he's like jumping. Dobby's jumping on Harry's bed. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, you know, what do you think about that scene? I mean, it shows how much better the CGI got. Because um, yeah. I, I never had a, an issue with the how the how Dolby looked. Is it Dolby, Dobby, Dolby, Dolby? What? There's no L. It's Dobby. Oh, it's... But it's spelled with an L, isn't it? D-O-B-B-Y. I thought it was Dolby. Like D-O-L-B-Y. Dobby. Oh, okay. Fine. Dobby. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. <Unfiltered>. um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't read the books. I heard the audio book. That's fair. People have accents. Get yeah. away from me. <laughs> Dolby. That sounds... No. Yeah, I, 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 the whole... From childhood, or at least my memories of childhood, I thought it was Dolby, like D-O-L-B-Y. No way. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, whatever. Okay. Okay. Dolby. Um, I never had an issue with how he looked. Um, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, that CGI is like distracting or anything like that to me. Mm. Um, so I, I thought he was fine. The character... He's kind of annoying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's he's there. He's just there. I don't know. I don't have much to say about him. Hmm. I know people like love him in the newer movies because he has his little sacrifice scene. Spoiler, yeah. but um, I I don't know. He wasn't in the other movies enough for me to care about him. So I really don't oh, care about Dobie. Well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's kind of nice because like Harry sacrificed. I mean, he freed Dobby, so there's, like, that connection there, but, like... Yeah, but we never see him again until, like, the sixth or first, seventh movie. True. And in the book, you see him in the fourth movie a lot. Do you? Yeah. Because, okay. uh, yeah. With the whole Winky thing. You know, Winky, Winky is another elf. Yeah, I've, the, I've heard that character's name before. In the books. And Dobby basically helps Winky and him get jobs at Hogwarts in the kitchens and... Anyways, it goes into... Which are not in the movies, conveniently. (laughs) I know, right? Oh my gosh. But yeah, more about that later. Um, What I think is cool is when Harry and Dobby are first talking... Harry Potter must not go to Hogwarts! (laughs) Yes, and you know what? I think the main difference between the book and the movie and this interaction up in Harry's room before Dobby makes everything go apeshit. Um, uh, The main difference is Dobby and Harry talk about Voldemort in the book. Uh, I don't think they really talk about Voldemort in the in the movie, the first scene. No, I don't think they do either. I think they do at the hospital wing when Harry gets attacked by the blood. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Harry happens to say Voldemort's name, mm-hmm. and Dobby has the same reaction that every any other person would have. Like, <gasps> exactly, like, oh my gosh, he clapped his hands over his ears. <gasps> Are you, don't say his name. And, you know, I guess it just goes to show that um, elves, even, um, are you mean just wizard scared. slaves? Wizard slaves, yeah, that's what they are. J.K. Rowling invented wizard slaves, magical racism, and (laughs) all that shit. It's all just like normal. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, But yeah, I mean, it just shows that elves are just as scared. And I think that's interesting and that they didn't put that in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, then in the the movie, at least he takes the cake and just drops it over the what's-her-fate. We don't get a name, but the important drill husband's wife or whatever mm-hmm. um and then he just poofs on out of there mm-hmm. and 
in the in the book we we learn that it's Mr. and Mrs. Mason. Oh. Um. So they do have names. Um. And you know what? In the movie. Oh, I guess they did drop the name in the movie. They did. Yeah. Oh yeah. When the Masons arrive, where That's will true. you be? That's true. Um. But yeah, I mean, in the movie, Dobby drops the pudding cake over Mrs. Mason's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where in the book, it describes that Harry, quote unquote, Dobby, basically, drops the cake in the kitchen, which everybody was in the dining room at the time. Yeah. And they went and everybody went in to, you know, see what was the matter. And they saw that the kitchen was destroyed, basically. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's interesting that they decided to drop the cake over Mrs. Mason's head. Well, I, I think they did that because they wanted to emphasize, at least in the movie, like, oh, it was Harry's fault. That's Because Harry I stupidly agree. followed the cake trying to pick it up. Yeah, L- like, acting like he was levitating yeah. it or something. It's just like, uh, now he clearly looks like he did this shit. Um, Ex- exactly. So I, I think that's why they made that change. Because, like, you could just, he could just say, like, I was up in my room. I didn't do anything to the cake. Like, Oh, yeah. True. He could have easily done that. So I mean, he was downstairs anyway, so I think he was busted either way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, He's got that cloak of invisibility. Does he have it at that time? Oh, he does. Yeah, huh? he does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But in in the book, I will say one other thing about the Masons is that uh, in the book, <laughs> the reason why the Masons left was because an owl swooped in because um, the Department of Magical Law Enforcement or whatever, something to do with that, um, they it picked up Dobby's hover charm oh. at the house. And so an owl swooped in apparently dropped the letter and perched itself on mrs mason's head that's right and she ha- she was like deathly afraid of birds and she ran out of the house <laughs> screaming <laughs> if you can imagine that that reminds me of like some of the maury show episodes where they would have people with like irrational fears or whatever like there was this lady on the who maury was show? yeah it was like like hilariously poking fun almost at these people And it was like this lady who had like a intense fear of balloons, which I'm I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, and she freaks. She sees like balloons on the TV behind her, and she bolts like she freaks out and she bolts backstage and Maury's like wait don't go that way and there's a bunch of like balloons waiting backstage there and she freaks out even more i had no idea that was a thing on yeah the that's show. a thing yeah where they did stuff with fears and whatnot i thought that was just like child custody things of Maury, more yeah like cheating no that, well i mean that's kind of jerry springer but oh okay i yeah anyways we're, we're getting off topic oh, okay. <laughs> so so that happens and uh, what Ron and them come break Harry out in the movie at least it doesn't do anything else happen in the books um no I mean well I will say in the in in the book the dinner party takes place it was on Harry's birthday it was on a Sunday uh, fun fact oh um the dinner party goes bad he gets locked up in his room sure. for days if not weeks be- really before Harry and uh or Terry before Ron and the Weasley twins uh come and get him Whereas in the movie... It's like that night. It's that night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And actually, when they come in to pick Harry up, Ron's like, Happy By the birthday, way, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. So wherever his birthday landed, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, it, yeah, in, the, uh, in between the time where he was locked up for weeks, they were starving him and they were... That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a lot of... Now, uh, at what point in time is this? Do we know? It's during the summer. No, no, no. I mean, like year-wise. I mean, he was a ele- he was twelve. No, I'd like what year is this supposed to be in? 
Oh, the 1990s. Really? I'm pretty sure. I or don't the, know. Or the 1980s. I'm thinking it's like in the 70s. Really? Maybe 70s or 80s, maybe. I'm thinking. Uh, so someone out there who knows, um, email us and because because now I'm generally curious. I don't know. Um, because like stuff like that, that kind of type of stuff like would not fly at all these days. <laughs> like just starving some random kid in your attic. Yeah, but if nobody knows about it, they know Harry's there. They they had to have seen him at some point. Eh, true. Because they let him outside. <laughs> eh, true. Uh, so but they I don't know what happens indoors. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... He goes to school. Wait, no. No, he that was yeah. in the first movie. Yeah, he does go to school. Up well, until... Yeah, up until Hogwarts, though. Yeah. So he doesn't go there anymore. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm ranting now. Anyways. No, it's fine. Um, um, but my, my biggest problem with one of these... With this scene in the movie is he just... I don't like coincidences in movies like uh-huh. this where Harry w- wakes up exactly when... The Weasleys come and pick him up. It's just little things like that bug me. Tons of little things bug me in these movies. Not that it's bad. I keep saying this, but not that it's bad. I just noticed them. (laughs) I wish I couldn't, but I do. And I think about these. True. And the car was so far away that he probably wouldn't have heard the engine by the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, <laughs> it's so funny. In the in the book, when they're busting Harry out, they don't, you know, because in the movie, I think Harry gets his trunk together, all of his stuff together yeah, first. Yeah, isn't his stuff like locked up in like yes. a closet? It's yeah. locked beneath the, the stairs. That's right, in his old yeah. room. Yeah. And doesn't like Fred or George go and like pick the lock and go yes, get it out? with a bobby pin. Because... Jeez. Yeah, they can't use magic. Yeah, exactly. And they apparently Which reiterates something it. I will bring up later. Okay, remember it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so in the book, they automatically pull the bars off the window. And it yeah. doesn't wake the Dursleys. I have such a big pet peeve about that in, in the, the book. In the book, it doesn't? It, exactly, yes. Oh, okay. Because like in the movie, it does. I know, exactly. Because <laughs> in the movie, that's how they figure out something's going on. Yeah. But in the book, um, they pull the bars off the window, didn't wake the Dursleys. Um <sighs> Then, <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> that's that's Vernon snoring. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what wakes the Dursleys up is Hedwig hooting at Harry because he almost forgets her. Oh damn! <laughs> like bars pull, getting pulled off a window versus Hedwig hooting. I'm just saying it's a little pet peeve of mine. Like, yeah, I, I agree. That uh, yeah, that doesn't add up. And he um, almost forgot his bird. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, what bugs me about also about this scene is when in the movie when uh, Vernon Dursley falls. <laughs> I'm sorry. That fat man is dead now. <laughs> he fell in a bush. I, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm a big guy too. And I know if I fall from a second story, I'm probably not getting back up. <laughs> I think he did fall on his back too. So he, yeah, he probably would have been dead. Yeah, that would have fucking hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> poor Vernon, <laughs> and and it it also kind of contradicts. Um, they're tr- really trying to keep him there in the movies. They're like, get back here! You're not going anywhere with that bloody bird. And like, why do they want to keep him there so bad? If if they hate him, they hate his bird. Like, shoot, go! <laughs> they want to torture him, I guess. I don't I, know. That doesn't make sense to me, though. I, I, mean, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. It yeah, it doesn't. But I think they just want to make his life as miserable as possible because they hate him. I get. See, I I get that, but that doesn't still make sense to me. I don't, I know. don't know. Anyways. You can ask J.K. Rowling. I would if I could. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, actually, oddly enough, 
it, back in fifth grade, we were doing supposed to do a book report and whatnot. And one of the one of the girls did a Harry Potter book as a book report. Uh-huh. She actually got to do like a quick little phone call with J.K. Rowling. No way. Yeah, she called. She was able to contact her during class. No Cause way. Because when we came back in from recess, everybody was like, shh, 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 she's on the phone with the author. With the, and we're like, what? What book she read? Harry Potter. She's on the book with the, with the Harry Potter author. Um, we were just like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, my. Did you hear her voice? No, no. Oh. I don't think that was a thing back. This is when I was in fifth grade. This oh, was I like 2004, maybe, 2003. Five. So if it was at school, they only had landlines there. Yeah, probably. I think so. Oh wow, that's cool though. Yeah, I'd just say that that was the thing. Huh? I don't know. That was that was a weird fun fact. Because her stories really blew up in they the did, 1990s, yeah. I think, or 2000s, yeah, 1990s, yeah. To 2000s, I think. So I don't know. That that made me think of that. Dang, that's awesome, um, dude. So we're moving along. Um, I don't think anything else in the book happens really until we get to Ron's house. Yeah, um, you know, and I, and I think in the books we get a lot of like what's going on around Ron's property. Yes, like with their farm and kind of what they got going on there. The movie doesn't touch on it at all. No, it basically just they get yelled at by Mrs. Weasley and Fair they enough. meet Arthur, and I think the next day they're going to Diagon Alley. <laughs> but I mean, my problem with this scene and the Weasleys' house in general, uh-huh. can they not magic themselves a bigger house? They do it with I the thi- tents. I think they did, though. They they, did add, they? they keep adding stories onto it. Because in the book, it describes it that it's held up by magic. Oh, okay, yeah. And they keep adding stories and bedrooms. and. Okay. I don't know. Like, I think... It, it seems like when you can just magic yourself stuff, like, you shouldn't be, like, living in poverty. Well, they're living in poverty because they have so many kids and Mrs. Weasley doesn't work. Just magic them stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, that, that that's valid. That doesn't sit right in my mind. Like, that shouldn't be an issue. I don't know. You know that little... Have you seen Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. So, you know that little, per, the little, uh, it looks like a platypus that stuffs the thing. Yes, yeah. They need one of those. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they need one of them. The little stealer guy. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, we see, we meet um, Arthur. Um, he, he's like the cool dad where <laughs> in the movie when they're like, oh, how'd the car ride? <laughs> and then Mrs. Weasley gives him the look, <laughs> the look she of slaps death. Him. <laughs> oh, she slaps him. That's right. That was very wrong, boys. <laughs> very wrong indeed. <laughs> And Ron's like, ha, we got away with it. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's so and, funny. And, and it's funny, like, Harry's just sitting there awkwardly, like, while Ron's getting, and his family's getting yelled at, <laughs> which you're, that brings me back to, like, good old days, where you would just, like, sit there while your buddy's, like, getting just verbally assaulted by his mom. <laughs> yes. You're just standing there, just like, oh, petting the dog. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just petting the dog. I'm not doing nothing. I don't hear anything. <laughs> so awkward. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, and I think it's so funny how Arthur's like, so Harry, you must know all about muggles. What exactly is the function of a rubber duck? Which brings me to my next question. What? How out of touch is the wizarding world from the regular Apparently, world? Very. I was gonna say, based on that, it they're they're just like, who are these people? We know nothing about them, even though we live among them. Well, because they don't risk. I don't think they risk going into any Muggle stores, any Muggle grocery stores. I'm pretty. I find that hard to believe that nobody ventures out and just like, you know what? I'm gonna try on a pair of jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, 
what are these levies that are on people's butts? <laughs> what what is a wrangler? <laughs> I don't know. What are those on your feet? Oh, they're not they're not wizard shoes. They're sneakers. What is Nike? <laughs> Nike. Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. <laughs> New Balance. <laughs> Only like, the best. Like all like how it's got to be crazy how out of touch they are. I agree, and you know what? It never actually explains where wizards get their clothing and a cloak. Well, I guess it does a little bit. They gotta bit. go to the only store in the wizarding world, Diagon Alley. I was gonna say, <laughs> in Diagon Alley. Um, uh, which brings us to our next point. Wait, 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 wait. Before oh. we move on, I do have to bring up, at, when they were at the Weasley's house, I love the scene in the book of the denoming process. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yes. So, for all you people who do not know, there are gnomes like in the human world, that look like fun little Christmas characters. But in the wizarding world, there are gnomes that are described as bald... Little bastards. <laughs> yes, bald and potato-like looking people who apparently invade people's gardens, and you have to get rid of them by picking them up, spinning them around, and chucking them over a head. That's right. <laughs> um, so that they get dizzy and they won't find their way back. And I, I think it's amazing that Harry gets to experience this random wizarding thing... <laughs> That he was like, oh, we have gnomes, but they don't look like this, and they stand like a statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Which, just... like, also, like, you is that really the only way to get rid of them? Can they not just magic them away somehow? I mean, I don't know. When they have the power to magic anything, doing anything, like, physical labor like that or anything, just, like, just magic it. Fair enough. I, I don't know. that Stuff like that bugs me. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So now we get to Diagon Alley um, and the flu powder incident. Oh my, I hate, I hate the way the movie articulates this scene. Now, one big difference I noticed in the movie, Harry grabs a giant handful of (laughs) flu powder where I remember in the audio book, they just a little pinch Yes, because it has to last. Yes, agreed. (laughs) Um, And then he says the infamous word, Diagon Alley. (laughs) <laughs> I that's so stupid it's so that's so dumb stupid. and he ends up in what uh f- what's the store he ends up in um Flourish and yeah Flourish and Blots or something like or that no it's um Borgen and Burks Borgen and Burks that's right uh in Nocturne Alley in the in the evil character section of Diagon Alley yeah because diagonally sounds like Nocturne but it doesn't exactly <laughs> so why did he end up in that great that's so dumb yeah. I, I agree it's so dumb but it, okay in the book, I love it because he chokes on soot, and that's why he says Diagon Alley. Like now, if they would have included that, I would have been fine. I would have believed it. That's but just more be- immersion. But be- we just got. But we just got diagonally. It's so stupid. What did you say, dear? Diagonally. I thought he did. <laughs> so dumb and. Yeah. Isn't there a scene in the books as well where when he gets there, he he witnesses like Malfoy and his dad doing stuff in there? Yes. And that's actually a deleted scene. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And I do have to say about that scene, Lucius treats Draco horribly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can see where he gets it from. Yes, but. You can see why he's such a little bastard (laughs) because his dad's a big bastard. That's true. I mean, but he's like mentally abusive it's yeah it's all mental manipulation abuse abusive yeah. it, it, it's all that yeah none of it's physical unless you count the part where the actor like 
stabbed Tom Felton's hand with his cane when he first met him. That actually, yeah, he actually hurt uh, Tom Felton. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, but he, he kept his cool. He's like, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's <laughs> the all scene good. looked good. I got that from that interview they did. <laughs> Not some documentary I saw years ago. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, and then we Hagrid saves him from the evil Diagon out or the Nocturne Alley people that are just like randomly there. Yes. Um, and after Hagrid takes him back to the others, sorry, do you have anything to say about that um, scene? Well, when we first get introduced to Hermione, I don't believe it shows her parents in the movie right there. Maybe it did, but I maybe I missed it. Um, but we get one of the biggest offenders of one of the biggest rules in this universe. What? You can't use magic outside of Hogwarts if you're underage. And what does Hermione do? She fixes Harry's glasses. Which, incidentally, in the book, Mr. Weasley Yeah, Mr. Weasley does one. it. Yeah. That is a huge, like, why did you do that? Exactly. <laughs> well, but... People can use magic on the train to Hogwarts. That is proven time and time again. So, Or they're just breaking rules and nobody knows it. You know what? In the book, though, it does describe that um, you can't technically tell who does the magic. Like, So, like, at the Weasley's house, technically, they could... the Like, the underage wizards could technically do magic as much as they wanted because it's un they, they can just tell which house the magic comes from they can't tell the individual wizard which contradicts, a whole, like, bunch that of contradicts a whole bunch of things in the future i know it, but that's what it says i don't i don't know inconsistent yes, people consistency is key yeah you know what and you know what happens when we're not consistent shit falls apart <laughs> i thought you were gonna like bring up a sponsor like <laughs> oh that would have been a good plug that would have been a very good uh, what's it called segue <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. Consistency is key. <laughs> yes. Um, at least in the... Th does anything else happen in there other than all of that nonsense? I think they they go briefly into Gringotts and their Hermione's parents like see everything there. and Which they must be losing their fucking minds. I would be. <laughs> if, I would be. Because they're normal people. Which... I don't understand how they could have all these rules like, oh, muggles can't be here and whatnot. But if muggles have a magical kid, quote unquote, they can be there. Like, I, I do think because in the in the book, I don't think they went into Gringotts because I do remember that they were um, outside of Gringotts. There was a place where you could um, switch muggle money for wizard money. Oh, that's money. right. Yes. So I don't know if they actually went inside but oh, still yeah even yeah. being in diagon alley i'd be losing my mind oh yeah for sure <laughs> seeing all these weird ass people yeah but um because um, i don't think anything else in the book happens there does it no and until they go into flourish and blots in the bookstore yeah, the bookstore to meet the infamous the charismatic oh my gosh <laughs> the one and only gilderoy lockhart <laughs> Oh. That wasn't planned. That was beautiful, actually. <laughs> he... I do not like this character. Oh, I hate this guy. He's such a fucking tool. I respect the actor, hate the character. As I say, yeah, I yeah respect to him, but who boy? He plays it very well, though. He he does, and that and that I get that deserves a lot of respect. But his character, who boy? Oh my gosh, he can arrogant. He can land. He could suck a railroad spike, and I. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't blink. Alrighty. <laughs> so, during the bookstore, 
Uh, what do you like about that scene? Um, well, you get a great introduction, I guess, to Lockhart and how much of a tool he is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and how kind of everyone there kind of like swoons over him for some reason. All the women. I don't understand why. Um, as a woman, are you into that? No. As I say, I, I, okay. When, when, when men show off clearly trying to get a reaction or when they try too hard, like he's obviously doing to me, (laughs) that's just like, I can't even like process that filth. (laughs) Like it's it's, it's disgusting. (laughs) It's a huge turnoff. I cannot like, Oh, that's, it's, it's so cringy. It um, is cringy. But then he uh, brings Harry up. He's like, oh, Harry, we're going to raid the front page or whatever he says. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Malfoy is there and he gets on Harry about that. You must have loved that. Potter. Oh, my God. Potter. <laughs> uh, he, he loves saying that. Potter. <laughs> there's um, a, there's a Tom Felton challenge out there. Have you, have you seen that? No. What? It's just like people like on TikTok like impersonating the lines that Tom Felton says. Potter. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like they do like Good the grief. the scene where it's like Potter. Potter. Is it true? Did you faint? Did you actually faint? <laughs> Did you actually faint? <laughs> people do that scene all the time. It's so funny. Anyways. Um, um, yeah, anyways. And then we're in the movie we're introduced to Lucius Malfoy for the first time. Um and yes. yeah, he is definitely big bastard. Um, and immediately I'm kind of like, is there no respect for self, like for boundaries? (laughs) Like, cause he just pulls Harry into him and like touches his head with his cane. I'm like, that's creepy. Yes. (laughs) Like no one's going to like, Hey, what are you doing with that small child? (laughs) (laughs) Creepy old man. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's totally creepy. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing I was like, do people not question this? (laughs) I guess there was just so many people, man. Ch- children I, I go guess. missing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Even in the wizarding world. I guess. Um, in the bookstore, though, when uh, Arthur comes over and confronts Lucius, they get into a fist fight. They get fist into a fight. fist fight. I love I it. I love it. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that in the movie. Oh, so funny. Because I would have seen Mr. Weasley just like just deck him and just, <laughs> and just have Lucius just be like, because you know he can't physically fight because why would he? Exactly. He's, he's above that. But just to see him just like Lunge. want to kill him with his you know, magic stick, but it, knowing he can't. Mm-hmm. Yes, I call that a magic stick. A magic stick. <laughs> the infamous. The powerful. The wondrous magic stick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that would have been great to see. But instead we just get, come along, children. Or whatever it's he says. in here. But we also get when uh, Lucius puts the, the diary in Ginny's cauldron. Which, how did anybody not see that? I, I don't know. In the, in the movie, it actually does show a second book being put into the cauldron. Yeah, it does. Like, how did anybody not see that? I mean, Harry made a face at it. I don't know. But he didn't say anything because he's a little dweeb. <laughs> Harry is kind of a dweeb in this movie. I do, however, like from the first movie, like, especially Harry's voice. And I know it's, you know, actors just growing up. Yeah. But, like, I appreciate um, the first to the second movie, not not just this movie, but all the movies, but especially in the first to second movie, how much they did grow up and how much their oh, yeah. voices changed. Yeah, you saw them um, go through puberty on, 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 on the on, movie. On all of them, yeah. You got to see all the voice cracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was definitely interesting. You got to see them mature. 
Yeah, I think like the time in between each movie was pretty well designed. Yeah. And pretty well like um, perfect in my opinion. I think the only time it got it kind of got awkward. I feel like in the fourth movie when everyone just had a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just had a lot of hair in that movie. I don't know why. Anyway, anyways. Everybody I think every guy goes through like a Oh, flippy hair, long hair phase. Is is that when it happens? <laughs> when you're in puberty? I think so. Isn't no, that? I mean just like in the... Never mind. <laughs> what? Well, I, I don't think every guy does that. If you have the ability to lo- grow your hair long, Oh, maybe happens. I didn't. That's why. Oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> My hair just grew thicker, not longer. Yeah, if that happens, then there's no chance. But Yeah, I had no chance. chance. I had no chance. Oh, I'm sorry, BB. I'm balding like a 40-year-old man. Oh, you are not. Well, You are staring at my head right now, and you just said, well, <laughs> that said it all. <laughs> Maybe like a 30-year-old man. Oh, because you're going to be 30, bitch. I hate you. I hate Let's you. See. Four more months? Hey. I hate you. <laughs> you still got your looks. <laughs> I, 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 just, I feel like I need an AARP discount now <laughs> for how fucking old I feel. I'm sure if you go down to the country inn, local. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the old people Denny's in our town. Uh... I'm sure you could get a 50% off. Uh... <laughs> I hate you. From 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Seniors off. Uh, I could get into Costco an hour early. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. But then um, in the movie, at least, we're immediately transported to them trying to get on the train. Yes. The platform, nine, nine and three quarters. Um, how is this scene for you? I, I, I like this scene. You like this scene? I, well, I think it's stupid, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I enjoy my it. My problem with platform nine and three quarters, is that, to your knowledge, the only way to get in there? So the, 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 this is a problem for me. Um. It can't be. I was like, that's what I'm thinking. It, it can't be. It shows it's the only way, but it can't be. With all the students on that train, their mom, their dad, they bring them to the train or whatever. They're, they have, people in the real world have to notice all of these people just mm-hmm. going in there and like not getting on a train. They're just like, oh, where did that person go? I don't know. It, I. There has to be something. Logic. I know. I, well... And we'll get into this in a minute, but during the car escape, mm-hmm. when they go up into the sky, yeah. they could see the Hogwarts Express in the book, in the movie. Oh, could they? Yes. And I have a problem with that because if they go into a magic world from yeah. there or... That is a direct paper trail to Hogwarts. Exactly. <laughs> so airplanes, obviously muggles just can't see it, but there is no explanation of why muggles can't see it because like... I agree. That's an issue. During the Quidditch World Cup or whatever, they they had anti-muggle charms. Yeah, yeah. It, they mentioned that, yes. At least it was mentioned. In this book, no mention. Yeah. And I, I don't have a remember, problem with it. I don't remember anything in the first book either about them not seeing the train or whatever. So, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's a huge problem. Yeah. So, okay, back up to them getting onto the platform. Yeah, so they um, can't. Um, yes. And in the movie, um, the... The little doll they use as Hedwig just gets trashed <laughs> when falling off the cart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if that was the real owl, holy shit, <laughs> Pete would be on the speed dial. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> no owls part. were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, that that was pretty funny. And all of a sudden, like they can see people towards that you know column that people mysteriously like don't 
they just disappear around. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in the books, I think it's funny. I might have mentioned this in the first podcast. I really don't know. But I, I think it's funny. In the book, it always mentions them casually leaning against the wall and, like, going through. Oh, yeah. And... And in the books, it seems like, or in the movies, it seems like they're always running. Yeah, they're okay. They get a running start from yeah. like 10, 20 feet away. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody thinks that's conspicuous. Yeah, like, it's just like, why are these children with giant carts running? Exactly. Uh, so. And there seems to be a bunch of them this time of year. <laughs> exactly, with random owls and weird. Just before objects. eleven o'clock. <laughs> right. You'd think somebody would pick up on this, but apparently. Apparently FBI muggles is, are stupid. Yeah, FBI is really slow. Well, I think at this point in time, I think the FBI and CIA were focused on like Russians, I think. Russians? I think that's the time of like the Cold War. Really? I thought that I was think the so. 1980. Yeah, exactly. The eighties. I believe that's the eighties. Oh, I don't know my history. I was like, well. I don't know history sorry. either. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm ignorant. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I, I apologize. Um, and then we get to oh, we, they Ron comes up with the brilliant idea of oh, let's take the car, the car, the car, <laughs> and then he just takes off, and people see him finally. <laughs> they people finally see something. Yeah. Um. So what kind of car is it? It is a blue, not turquoise, blue Ford Angela. Sky blue. Okay, sky blue. It's described in the mo- as in the book as just being blue, but okay. It's sky blue. Okay. <laughs> Never Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> I'm not. Want to be cold? <laughs> I'm the color nerd here. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, so we finally get that, and in the movie, I have an issue with um, Ron is insisting we gotta find the train, Harry. We gotta find the train. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to find the train if you can see the Hogwarts Express leave like leaving, like you said earlier? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is follow the tracks. Fair enough. All you got to do is follow the You don't need to find the train. What are you going to do? Jump onto the train and the car is just going to crash or whatever? I don't know, man. I got a problem. I, me too. I need a solution. I, I don't have a solution. But do something. I, <laughs> I have another problem that I could tell you about. What's that? Um, Hit me. In Okay. Again, it's like the stupid diagonally thing. Yeah. In, in, in the movie, they just make it out that wizards are stupid so i mean some of them are yeah but in the book it's so well articulated um in the movie it shows that harry and ron just took off and then they didn't press the the invisibility booster button until harry's like hey ron um something i have to tell you uh most muggles aren't accustomed to seeing a flying car oh right (laughs) oh right and then he presses it Crushes it. But in the book, what actually happened is uh, Ron pushed the invisibility booster before taking off. They looked all around them. Okay, nobody's looking. We're still parked. That's Press it. right. Then they took off, figured out it was faulty because they went, like, they were flashing because yeah. it was faulty. And then they went up into the clouds. That's weird that they would change that around. It is. It shows that wizards are just fucking stupid. I don't, yeah, it, it does. I agree. And it I, makes I don't me know angry. why they. I don't know why they would do that. Ugh, I need then, answers, producers and directors. Yeah, and then they got saw they got seen by a ton of other muggles because by they no were no more than six muggles. Yeah, because <laughs> they were dipping back down out of the clouds trying to find the train or the tracks. Yeah, because apparently you can see those tracks from the non-muggle or the non-magical yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, that bugs me, and I need a solution, Evan. I agree. Give me a solution. <laughs> Um, so then they finally, uh, in the movie, they have the whole scene where the train comes up behind them and, um, and, and nothing really happens. They, I mean, 
Harry almost falls out, but he doesn't. He's got eight more movies. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, so they get to Hogwarts and they find the danger tree. Um, and they, they crash into it and the tree almost kills them and, and whatnot. Which, this is kind of the start of where, I think after this movie, they were like, yeah, we need more consistency on where things are in Hogwarts. Because the tree just goes straight from when it kicks him out the car. It, apparently they were like right next to Hagrid's hut. And they just right into the forest. Right. Yeah. The forest is really close to the Whomping Willow. Which in reality it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I mean it's it's kind technically kind of close. But it, in the in later in the movies when it's adjusted to where this is where it is now. Yeah. It's, it's not really close. And it's the, not that close. And the Whomping Willow isn't even close to Hagrid's head either. It's more close to the castle. Yeah. And up on and the in, hill. in the second movie, it's kind of like in a courtyard type thing to where it's like surrounded on all sides eventually by like walls. But in like the third movie, why not where the Whomping Willow plays a bigger part? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like kind of on the edge of like an edge, like, right. <laughs> like a cliff almost. Right. And it's got that secret passage down there and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, they, they changed that around a little bit. Yeah. I do, I do think it was nice to put it in the second movie as opposed to just having it in the third movie. Well, um, they needed it in the first, in the second movie. Well, yeah, to beat up the, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, they needed it. That's true. And I, I guess they care a lot about that tree because it was planted before they were born. Yeah. Because very... it's important to have a tree that could just kill anybody. <laughs> you know why the tree was planted there, right? No. Why? <gasps> Evan. What? Oh, my gosh. I didn't read the books. Oh, cultured swine. Why, why are you getting up and mad at me about mm, that? Okay. Then educate me. Education session coming right now. Mirror, beep, beep, beep. Mirror, mirror. Nerd alert. Anyways. Um, the tree was planted because Remus Lupin at school was, well, he was bitten as a kid as, from a werewolf. Yeah. So they planted the tree there so that he could go into the Shrieking Shack and nobody could find the entrance to the Shrieking Shack because he had to go, uh, you know, through the Whomping Willow's entrance to get to the Shrieking Shack. So they planted the tree there for him. That led to the Shrieking Shack so that he could have a place where he could be once or twice a month while the moon was full and he wouldn't be galloping about the grounds of Hogwarts wreaking havoc. I have a problem with that. What? When did he plant the tree? Well, Remus didn't plant it. Dumbledore, I think, let's see, because when Tom Riddle, Professor Dippet, yeah, Dumbledore, I'm pretty sure, authorized the plantation of the tree. So... Specifically for Remus. Specifically for Remus. So when was Remus bitten by the werewolf? When he was a little kid? I think when he was like 11 or 12 or 13 or something. So by around his first year of Hogwarts. Yeah. So how did that tree have time to grow? You're asking the wrong fucking person. You promised me. (laughs) You promised me a reason. You're getting mediocre results, (laughs) BB. Um, So I... Maybe so, magic. I don't know. I find that to be an unsatisfactory answer. At least I gave you something. <laughs> and you know what? Fun fact. Um, did you know that uh, James, Sirius, and Wormtail uh, made themselves illegal um, anime guy I did. For, for Remus, though, so that I he could have friends? did know okay. that. Okay. Just and that's sure. not a fun fact. That's a depressing fact. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is that depressing? He had friends while he was... That's a good I, thing. I guess, yeah. But now now what's-his-face is stuck looking like a rat and a dog. And what was what was James? He was a deer. He was prongs. Why would you want to be a deer? I don't know. Because he has big fucking antlers? I, I don't know. 
because he I'm was satisfied with that. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you, baby. <laughs> I don't have anything. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, so well, shoot. <laughs> yeah, they're at Hogwarts finally, and we we get them. You know, oh, um, Snape wants them to be expelled immediately. Dumbledore is okay with it or whatever. Um, because it seems like in this movie, Dumbledore doesn't do a lot. He just lets things happen. He does. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He's kind of a bad headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to, like, let Harry figure things out for his own. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, why that is the way it is. And at least in the movie, um... Immediately when we see the first shot of the school, already the CG, like I said earlier, the CGI is so much better because oh, yeah. the, the school looks really good, and um, any of the scenery in the background, it all it all looks really good. Oh yeah, <clears throat> when they um, go up to the castle, if if if, if we're backtracking here, um, once they get up to the castle and they put their um, you know their luggage with everybody else's, sure. Um, in the movie, Filch finds them and takes them to Snape in the well, book. Well, well, well. <laughs> Take a good look, lads. <laughs> Take a good look, lads. This might be the last night you spend in this castle. That sounded a little too Australian. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't he kind of have an Australian accent or like a Welsh accent or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know my accents. I just mm, know I what know. he kind of sounds. I don't know. Anyways. But in the in the book, Snape finds them and takes him to his office. Yeah, that's, yeah. So not that that's a huge, like, difference. I'm just letting people Why know. Why would Snake tape, Snape tape him? <laughs> why would snape take them to his office instead of like dumbledore's office or dumbledore was in the great hall with everybody else or why sorting. wouldn't he just say like hey stay here um we're gonna wait this out and i don't know to interrogate them i don't know to make them feel i scary. think he just does whatever he wants well yeah but he also i'm pretty sure wanted to make them feel like oh no we're going to snape's office the last place we want to be is snape's office alone with yeah, him that's true i wouldn't want to be alone with that man either yeah <laughs> again i respect the actor not the character <laughs> yeah. and then we've uh, we get the the scene where they're gonna stay you know and whatnot and then we get to um professor sprout with the mandrakes um and hermione being a know-it-all Wait, 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 wait. Can we backtrack just for a second here? Well, okay, what? When when they were getting sentenced to their detention or whatever, or whatever they were going to do for their punishment. Oh, yeah. I love in the book how Professor McGonagall is like, why didn't you use Hedwig to send us an owl? Ha! <laughs> ha! And Harry and Ron are like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Sorry, but back to the greenhouses like no, you were saying. No, that's funny, though. Um, I do have to say when they were shooting the first scene of like, you know, the people at classes, there were a ton of freaking greenhouses on the outside of Hogwarts. There were. Yeah. And I don't like a ton, like an un. There was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There was about 12. Yeah. It just seemed like there were a ton. I don't know. They have a lot of plants there. I don't know. I guess. Um, but yeah, they, they did get to look at the mandrakes. Um, those things are fucking ugly. Um, which brings me to another concern of mine. Professor Sprout says that they are seedlings, implying that they can grow more. How big do these nasty looking fuckers get before they're like, oh, that's a full grown big ass root baby. I don't know. I don't know. He looking like a he looking like a giant Stay puff Marshmallow Man made of shit. I don't know. That's very true. The Pillsbury Doughboy, <laughs> babe. Um, uh, Stay puffed Marshmallow Man. Stay puff. Stay. Isn't it? You did not watch Ghostbusters, did you? Yes, I did. It's Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, it is the Stay puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Copyright. Oh. 
<gasps> Anyways, now that we've shown how uncultured she is, uh, hey, <laughs> first gonna... you got me, now I got you, bitch. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, so we got we got that. Um, and then Ron's met dealing with his wand situation. Oh, yeah, because it's broken. <laughs> Do they not have a way to fix a wand anywhere in that school? In in general, in the wizarding world, I don't think if it's snapped in half, I don't think there's anything you can do for a wand except for when when Harry mends his holly uh, wand with the elder wand later in the seventh book. I don't think there's anything you can do for a snapped wand. So why doesn't he get a new wand? Because his, his parents are broke. The only reason he got a new wand is because Mr. I Arthur... I think Harry should have stepped up as the best buddy Um, be like, hey, I'll buy you a new wand. I got a, I got a freaking safe full of gold. They couldn't have gone back to Diagon Alley in the middle of the school year. I mean, I'm just saying. He could have done something. And Ron had to have gone to Ollivander's to pick out his <laughs> wand. The wand chooses the wizard, Harry. <laughs> fine. Okay, fine. You don't win this one, but fine. <laughs> I think I do win no, this one. No, I said fine. I just don't want to argue. <laughs> you do not win this one. I smell defeat. <laughs> you smell your ego. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait till we go to my Harry Potter trivia questions for this book. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ego. Damn it. Okay. Um, and then we go, we get to see Lockhart's class. Oh, my gosh. Which brings it creeper vibes very creeper vibes because all the vibes that he was giving them milfs in the line at the bookstore (laughs) he was projecting that same energy at these 12 year old kids agreed (laughs) he was yeah so full of even in the book hermione has a thing for him oh yeah so i'm I'm just like (sighs) i i don't get it did you have any stupid celebrity crushes when you were when you were younger honestly no so I'm not I can a underst- girl. I can understand a dumb celebrity crush when you're a kid, like around that age. Uh-huh. But why him? There's nothing good about him. Apparently he did so many heroic things. Did he? <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Fuck no, he didn't. <laughs> There's no way that man could do anything. Except for obliviate. Himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, but, um, but yeah, I don't see why any of these fucking idiots have a thing for him. Like, nothing about him is, I don't know. Like, didn't, like, kid, like, younger girls have a thing for, like, Orlando Bloom, stuff like that? Wait, who is that? I'm horrible with actors' names. The guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Legolas. Uh, Will Turner. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> See? Okay. <laughs> I like the character in his, like, uh, I mean, he is hot, but. His um, willingness, his like character traits. His williness. No, not williness. <laughs> oh, willing. Oh, like his, like just his character traits. You know, that's attractive, more attractive than like that's physical a fictional looks. character. No, I know, I know. I'm not saying I'm attracted to the. I'm just messing with you. Ouch! Oh, I'm being tested. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. Uh, I need an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> okay, you showed me that video for the first time yesterday, and I got scared. That's from Dragon Ball of Bridge, people. We, me and D talked about that the other night, and it was just priceless. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. The one and only master of all things, Mr. Popo. 
That's I, his name. <laughs> I am an adult. That's so. That's that's like child rapist. Oh no! Like, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different scene. That was Vegeta. <laughs> I was wait. Oh yeah, the black haired guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, um. Anyways, uh, so we get Lockhart's class. That fucking idiot. Um, he sets the the pixies loose, and everybody just and he just ditches them. Like yeah, what? What a guy. It, like why would Dumbledore hire this guy? I don't. He hires the worst people. He really does. Which. <laughs> I found a theory video online that kind of explains it. Right. I don't know if it's canon. I don't think it is, but it's just a theory. Because it's one of those lore videos that just explain the dumb actions in these movies, like the Star Wars effect I talked about. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe the channel's called Theory Bros or Theory Brothers. But they have a video on Dumbledore. I think it's called like Dumbledore's Plan. There's like six or seven videos for each movie. And it goes into Dumbledore's supposed plan for each thing to test Harry to see if he's he can be ready for all of this. Uh-huh. And I actually like it. Really? I like it. We'll have to um, so y'all y- go check that out guys. It- it's pretty good. It's on YouTube. Um, I, I want to, I, I wish I could look it up. Um, but I- I'm pretty sure it's like theory brothers where like they, their intro is like, Hey brother. Um, so I, I, I if you know who I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So Preach go, it. go watch it anyways. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Lockhart just ditches them. And then, um, Mount, and then we get to pretty much Hermione does her nerdy thing where she fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did anything in the book really happen differently in that scene or not really? Um, Neville's it, ears should have been ripped off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they were the pixies were carried about by his ears. He, no, sorry, <laughs> he doesn't have ears anymore, guys. Exactly. Why is it always me? <laughs> yeah, cause you're you haven't hit puberty and you're not hot yet, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> he does his glow up. Mm, I was like, he boy. got a glow up in that. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll admit that he he got he got a glow up. Oh yeah, I I actually I reject my last comment. There is something different that happens in the in the book. Ed Lockhart has them do. A test, like you know how like teachers at the beginning of the year they're like, oh, here's a test just to see how much you retained. Over oh, the that's right. And it was all questions about him. What's my favorite color? What did what did the thing or what was the thing that I did to save these people in this book? This fucking guy. And Hermione got hundred percent probably. I bet she did. Hermione, Miss Granger is the only one who remembered that my favorite color is lavender. Lavender of all <sighs> freaking colors. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Anyways, um, then we, we get the scene where we find out that Malfoy is the new Slytherin uh, seeker. Oh, my God. For some reason, because... Because Daddy bought his way yeah, in? Yeah, Daddy bought his way in. My my question is, if the Slytherin captain was any sort of team captain of any kind, he would have at least tested Malfoy's skills when it comes to being a seeker. Yeah. I don't think he did. I don't think so. Because Malfoy sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he supposedly has been flying a lot of his life. Like yeah, that yeah, but he's not that great at being a seeker. Agreed. Because he didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Here, before we actually go into like this this scene further, could we backtrack just a little? What's up? So before this scene, we skip the howler scene. That Ron get Ron gets the howler. We did. Yes, and we I, I, did. I want to talk about this. <laughs> we did. That's right. Okay, go for it. Okay, so um, I like the scene in if I had to choose the book versus movie, 
Uh, I actually, I don't know. I can't. Say. I like the movie scene because it it, it it's visual. I like it. it I is. like how they how they did it. That's true. Um, so I I, I liked it, and the fear in Ron's face oh, is just priceless. Amazing, <laughs> such a good actor at being like the fearful, like the showing just the full of fear. Yes, <laughs> scared shitless. Yes, and so it's so the difference between the book and the movie. Um, the book mentions um, Harry, but doesn't mention Ginny. Oh, do they? Yeah. So in the movie, um, they're like, oh, Ginny, by the way, Harry, uh, your father and I are so proud that you got Gryffindor. And she's just like, why are you talking to me, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> and in the book, they don't mention Ginny, but they mention Harry like, you and Harry could have died. And like Harry was thinking to himself while all this is going on, like, oh, crap, I feel so bad. I got Ron's dad in trouble at the ministry. Oh, yeah, I definitely. I wondered when my name would come up. Um, <laughs> And so I just thought that was interesting. I like in the movie that they did mention Ginny because it introduced her character before she started ruining the this movie. whole movie. The movie? <laughs> yeah, before she started ruining everything. Okay, yeah. We, yeah, I totally skipped that. I took better notes this time to avoid situations like this, and it still happened. <laughs> yeah. I like going chronologically for this reason just so that we can like keep on track. Yeah, and um, well, you see how well that worked out. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, we got Malfoy as the Slytherin Seeker, and then we get introduced to magical racism um, <laughs> with the word mudblood. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of glad she included that in there because it's hard to imagine with separation like that between the purebloods and, you know, the mixed and whatnot, it, it, it would have been inevitable to have something like that. Yeah. And I'm glad she had the balls to put it in there. I agree. Instead of just kind of like glossing over like, no, that wouldn't happen. Or like, oh, I can't feel like I can talk about this because it's so prevalent in our world today. Like, I yeah. I appreciate that she did. I, I, I'm glad I'm glad she did that, too. Yeah. Uh, so let's see the mudblood scene. And oh, we get um, uh, Ron tries to do the slugs thing on Malfoy. Yes. <laughs> Backfires. <slugs. laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> in the making of the movie. It described when Rupert Grint was, uh, you know, like throwing them up. They mm. were obviously fake slugs, but he oh, said yeah. they tasted like chocolate. He said oh. it wasn't actually that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know, right? I was like, hmm. I, I kind of figure with stuff like that that looks gross, most of the time they try to make it at least taste tolerable. True, because I would throw up at just like the sight of it. <laughs> yeah, that. just the sight, the sound, the smell. I'm, the s- I'd be trying to envision it and like, oh, this doesn't taste like chocolate. It tastes revolting. I'm puking. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but then we get, at least in the movie, we get uh, detention with Lockhart for four hours. Harry is helping him, this idiot, sign his fan mail or whatever. Oh, this is the detention for when they drove the car into the school? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, it doesn't go into Ron's detention. I think they do in the book, don't they? Yeah, he actually had to scrub the trophy room with... with I was going to say Dr. Filch <laughs> with, with uh, Argus Filch. Yeah. Um, which it leads into um, the reason why Ron knew Tom Riddle's name was because right. he had to scrub like a he was special. Head boy. Well, it was all Tom Riddle um, got a special award for catching the person who opened the Chamber of Secrets the last time, which was Hagrid, but was actually Tom Riddle. Wasn't he also head boy? He was in his fifth, yeah. in his sixth year or something. Oh, okay. And then, um, oh, actually, we 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 forgot to touch on something uh, when they're talking in Hagrid's hut about um, when 
because when Ron's throwing up his slugs and whatnot, and oh. they go into a little bit of exposition about um, the mud blood word. Yes, I, ju- I just wanted to mention that um, in in the movie, Hermione's the one who explains what a mud blood is to Harry. Dirty blood. Yes, and in the book, Hermione doesn't even know what it means. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Ron is the one who explains it to Harry and Hermione. Oh, uh, okay. And that would make sense, honestly, because Hermione, being from a Muggle family, I don't think she would know that. Right, but she's very smart. But at the same time, she yeah, she she reads a lot, and I, I'm kind of surprised she wouldn't know that. Right, exactly. So interesting. I kind of like the book version better, or not not the or book, the movie version. Yeah, yeah, the movie version better, just because Hermione's known as this like really smart, she knows everything type Nerd! thing. <laughs> yeah so. um but then uh, we get a nice heartfelt speech from hagrid and oh that was so sweet the fir- yeah one of the first scenes where him and hermione basically took the stage together and won our hearts over she was about to like just start bawling she was tears <laughs> in her eyes i felt that i didn't feel that but like it was it was a hit home <laughs> <laughs> that's he's my boy <laughs> um but then uh back to detention with lockhart harry hears the voice for the first time yes um that mysterious voice and then we get he leaves and then we get the first message on the wall and then everybody just happens to come at once to witness this which which makes sense just because like it's after dinner but however i I want to know where the placement of the writing was because they were described as because Lockhart's office, I'm pretty sure, is on like the third or fourth floor because that's it's up in one of the towers, isn't it? Let's see. Um, Remus I know in the first book, Quirrell's office was like kind of down in like a dungeon looking thing. And I know from the second movie on, it's like the same kind of tower looking room. Yeah, it looks like a tower. Yeah. But, which doesn't make sense, because if everybody was going back to their dormitories, I mean... Why would they go there? Right, because, I mean, Ravenclaw and Gryffindor ta- and Gryffindor Common Room are pretty close, but yeah. Hufflepuff is not near there. It's yeah. on the opposite side of the castle, and then the Slytherins is in the dungeons, or near the dungeons, so it's yeah. like, why would everybody... I just, yeah, I thought it was weird, too. It, it doesn't it doesn't satisfy. Yeah. And then freaking Filch is just like, I'll kill you. <laughs> he says that to a child. Yeah, to a child. He doesn't I'll give kill a you. fuck anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, just calm yourself. Yeah, that <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. And then um, we get, after that, we get um, in the movie, we go straight to McGonagall's class, which I like to call the class of exposition. Class of exposition? Why? Yeah, because all they do is just give exposition in that class. Okay. Like the background of where the Chamber of Secrets was from. and I mean, it's a class of transfiguration. Okay, but I'm saying in, in just like as a term, it's like, oh, it's a class of exposition. Oh, that's it's, true. It's, yeah. it's kind of a pun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of... Uh, even the teacher noticed Ron's wand wasn't working. He's like, you should get it fixed, Weasley. <laughs> like, I would if I could, but no one will let me leave. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that wand needs replacing, Mr. Weasley. Um, and yeah, we get the... the During the transfiguration class, is is that considered animal testing? <laughs> yes, I would say, yes. <laughs> Peter. Bring, 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 bring. We have an emergency at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Wizardry. I can't talk. Words are hard. Are they? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> and then we learn about uh, the Polyjuice Potion from Hermione. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let's back up to McGonagall's class. Hold okay. on. 
The class of exposition? Yes, the class of exposition. In the book, Professor Bins, which we never see in the movies, is the one who actually explains. That's right. Because Professor Bins is the uh, history, basically the history teacher. That's right. I forgot about that. Which Which is, I think, important to mention. Um, and for all you people who do not know who Professor Bins is, he I is. Don't. Oh well, I will. I will tell you who he is. Please do. <laughs> he is a Hogwarts professor who randomly died one day, and he was described as not knowing that he died, and he just. That's right. He's a ghost teacher. He is a ghost teacher. That's right. And he comes through the blackboard every day. That's how he comes into class. That's right. And he drones on, and nobody likes his class. History, history, history. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I imagined. Um, so, yeah, now we can... Now um, we can talk about the Polyjuice Potion. Yes. And actually, Hermione, in the book, re- uh, learns about the Polyjuice Potion because Snape mentions it in one class. Oh, does he? Yes. Okay. Um, and if we're going towards that subject, uh, I like in the book how they it describes how they get the ingredients for the Polyjuice Potion, whereas in the movie, they just happen to fucking have them all. Yeah. Which which makes me wonder um, where they got them all because later in the fourth movie where Snape accuses Harry of stealing from his personal stock for the the lacewing flies and and all, all oh, that other oh in the fourth book yeah or, in the fourth yeah. book yeah when Harry when Snape accuses him where other than Snape's stock stores or whatever he calls them would they be able to get this stuff I mean some of the things grow in the herbology greenhouses hmm. some of the things I'm sure they could get from other classrooms like. Um, like in the fifth book, when or in the sixth book, when Harry was rummaging through um, Slughorn's stuff, he found a bezoar. I did, n- I did notice that, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure they could get it from a lot of places, but okay. most of the things to make a potion would probably be in the Potion Master's... Closet? Yeah, closet. Okay, I, I, I guess. Did Snape uh, come <laughs> out of the closet? <laughs> um, and then we get the Quidditch game versus Slytherin. Which, uh, it shows how how much better the special effects have gotten for the movie. Yes. Because um, this uh, Quidditch game looks much better than the first movie. Yeah, it's immensely better. Yeah, it looks so much better. It wasn't distracting. Like, in the first movie, it was like, yeah, these are just dudes in front of a green screen. Oh, yeah. Um, in this movie, it's definitely just leaps and bounds better. Absolutely. And I like how they actually, I think, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, correctly. They did a good job when they were uh, like when Malfoy and Harry were going underneath the stands mm-hmm. with the snitch. I think they did a phenomenal job with that too. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, and yeah. When, they, when we get the cursed bludger going after Harry over and over, and then it breaks his arm and he falls. And I love how Ron is just like trying to like, I'll stop it. And he points a shitty wand at him. <laughs> like, bro, what are you gonna do? You couldn't do that if your wand was fixed. <laughs> Uh, at least he was trying to be a good friend. I, he was trying to be a bro. He he gets a D for effort. A D? A D. That's all he gets. Because oh. <laughs> Hermione had to stop him. Because Ron was about to get him. And she's like, you'll bite hit Harry. Even with a proper wand is too risky. Yeah. He's what? like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but then we get uh, Harry. Harry falls off on the ground. And immediately, Harry... Uh, Ron, Hermione, and Hagrid all get down there instantly. They, like, teleport. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fast. Yeah, they're, anything from, like, going up from Quidditch to down on the field is really quick. It is. Like, especially, like, in the like first Like, Hagrid, movie. he's a big dude. He ain't hustling down them stairs. True. <laughs> he's like, True. Ugh. 
<gasps> oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna be huffing and puffing down them stairs. <laughs> yes. But like in the first movie too, when Hermione goes all the way around the field to yes. set fire to Snape's robes. Yes, she exactly. She got there in like thirty seconds, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say th- this is another instance where like the lore people can like come in and like oh she actually had permission to apparate or whatever you can't apparate within the walls of Hogwarts that's what I'm saying like there's people that'll come up with ra- random stuff like mm. that and just they like even know how to exactly but a- anyways um, we get uh, Lockhart trying to fix Harry's arm oh my gosh and, I'll do it I can fix you no problem please no anyone else <laughs> Which, Harry was scared I I I was too. <laughs> But yeah, he gets all the bones removed and it just... I am surprised at how good it looked. <laughs> well, because that was a real prosthetic arm. Um, It wasn't CGI. It was a real really? rubber arm. I they didn't just, know that. His arm was just, you know, tucked in under the under that Quidditch cloak. I didn't know that. Yeah, he just had a fake one holding there. Just, okay. Yeah, I thought just kind of like that. Huh. Nope. Um, And then uh, what do we got here? We got... Oh, we got Harry in the hospital Um, with trying to fix his broken bones. And he hears the voice again, and he, it kind of, not really a jump scare, but just like, oh, Dobby's in my, Dobby's in my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get another little bit of exposition from Dobby. Yeah, and this is where in the in in the I guess the movie and the book, Dobby mentioned mentions Voldemort again, how they were treated yeah. like vermin. Um, sorry, Dobby is treated like vermin. Oh, whoever Dobby is still treated like vermin. Yeah. And I, Harry straight up threatens him too. <laughs> Dobby, <laughs> you better you you better wish my bones don't grow back, or I'll come over there and strangle you myself, or something like that. Dobby is used to death threats. Yeah, though, so. Dobby gets them five times a day. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like that scene. And can I just say for the record, um, I like the way Dobby looks in the first couple book or in the. I do too. I don't mind it. Movie. In the later movies, oh, no. I Horrible. don't like the way he looks. He looks weird. Like it, it's the same character design, but they've done something with the special effects to where he looks really weird. He and looks we'll, like softer. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we'll we'll touch on it when we get to those yeah, uh, movies sorry. eventually. Um, but then, uh, as Dobby talks, uh, we're we're introduced to magical slavery <laughs> in the house uh-huh. elves, uh-huh. and they chose to smartly omit the house elves from the kitchens and whatnot in Hogwarts and whatnot. Um, that's messed up. <laughs> so I was just like, eh, yeah, that's that was probably a smart move. <laughs> but I guess there's a lot of things that happen in the kitchens that don't really give any relevance. Like They don't, probably. Yeah. It, it's just, I would have been more comfortable with the fact that, oh, this food just magically poofs out of the air, which can get into like why are you living in poverty when you can just poof yourself some food exactly, exactly. <laughs> so why yeah. don't the weasleys do that all the time yeah food? but we figure out that colin the um photographer kid the the weird photographer kid that has no idea of what personal space is um he gets petrified and i, I think it's funny in the movie where mcgonagall and dumbledore are talking dumbledore is like hogwarts is no longer safe but we're going to keep the kids here and go about like normal. <laughs> I love that. They use that word like Hogwarts is no longer safe. It's like, so do something. But yeah. nothing is done. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when they when they find Colin, I think it's Professor McGonagall or something. When they bring him up. Yeah. Do you know what they found by him? What? To suggest where he was going. What? They found grapes by him because they thought he was sneaking grapes up to visit Harry to give him food. To Harry? 
Yeah, because Harry was in the hospital wing because of his broken wrist. And Harry, or Colin was like obsessed with Harry. Yeah, I guess. And I don't know. They found grapes. He wanted to bring him grapes? That's what they thought. That's such a weird thing to think. I don't know. I'll bet he was going to sneak grapes to Potter. That sneaky little bugger. (laughs) Well, where else would he be going? I don't fucking know. Towards the hospital wing. Because he was following the stairs. I don't know. Take pictures of the girls' dorm. I don't know. I don't think he was that. Whatever a 12-year-old kid would do with a camera. (laughs) I don't think he was that class. Like... Smart? Like, smart, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's Colin. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's just a weird little nerd kid. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Um, and then we get, uh, they're starting to brew the polyjuice potion, and we are introduced to Moaning Myrtle. I don't like her. I don't like the, her character. She's fucking annoying. I understand why she's there, but I just think she's fucking annoying. I think that's her whole character, though. She's supposed to be annoying. She is the definition of, like, magical emo. <laughs> emo yeah do you know what emo is emotional oh i thought you meant emo like heavy makeup well that too kind i said magical emo not like our emo oh, okay. magical emo where they just want to die but can't oh that's fair because <laughs> yeah she's died but she's still living I think she's... that's like the worst thing for <laughs> i think she's tried to like slit her own throat when she was a ghost i'm pretty sure that was yeah that's got to be like the worst thing no wonder she's in a bad mood all the time oh my god not that I'm making light of like suicide or anything. I'm just no. It's a serious. It's, yeah, no, no. I'm just making observations, and I'm trying to ruin things with humor. <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah, we're not <laughs> trying to be rude. And then we get the uh, the dueling lesson with uh, Lockhart and Snape trying to do th- magic, I guess, at each other. <laughs> I have so many problems with this scene. <laughs> really? I just don't like it. I think it's. I don't stupid. care for it either. I don't think you know what. So the whole. I, I th- sorry. I think the only reason this scene has any relevance is it shows how stupid Lockhart is for one, um, and it shows that Harry can speak Parseltongue yeah. like officially. And it introduces just Justin Flinch Fletchley, which well, I guess. well, in the movie. So yeah, in the movies. In the book, they first meet Justin in Herbology. Oh, okay. But anyways, in in the. In the movie, it says, uh, or in the movie, it shows Harry introducing himself, and he, and Justin goes, "Oh, I know who you are. Even us Muggleborns know." Like, so it it made a point that oh, the Muggleborns are getting attacked. Like, that's really the only thing this scene did was yeah show stupidity of Lockhart and partial tongue and yeah I don't know I just I, don't like it. What I think is fantastic is we finally get to see Harry cast his first spell. Yay! He didn't cast one in the first movie, and we're like a quarter of the way into this movie, and he finally cast a spell. Well, that we know of. And he never uses it again. (laughs) What was the... What was the... uh... I don't fucking know. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But all of these spells are just different ways to knock someone on their ass. And nobody ever uses them again in the movies. Which is very weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Wait, Drake, I, Draco said Semen Sordia. Sure. Rictus... Or no, did Harry say Rictus Sempra? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That sounds familiar. Ha! I win. I don't... I guess. <laughs> Gold sticky star for you. Yay! It means nothing. <laughs> um, and then we get... Uh, I mean, I guess that was a little bit important because it showed that Harry, at least... Or Harry and his class are whatever are actually learning defensive spells yeah instead of like 
that's part of that YouTube video I was talking about because it brings up this scene to where Harry is first introduced to defensive spells as opposed to offensive spells. Hmm. Um, and they go into that a little bit of that YouTube, YouTube videos. So check it out. It goes into a lot of things, and I, I actually like it. One more thing that this, this scene does um, in the book, the dueling session, Hermione and Millicent Bolstrode got into a cat fight during the dueling session. That's right. They did, and that's how she got her hair. Yes, because yeah. she pulled, but apparently it still ended up being cat hair. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Somehow. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting whether, as in the movie, she just happened to brush by yeah, her. Yeah, she just happened some, to get it. Somewhat. Somehow. Or a hairbrush or something like that. No, Wasn't she it? got it off of her robes. But oh, like, that's right. During what? Potions class? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then we see Harry uh, speaking parcel tongue to the snake when it tries to attack Justin. Yeah. Um, and to him, he's just speaking normally. Everyone else hears the... Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever he says, I don't know. Um, and then everybody kind of flips their shit because I guess that's, even in the wizarding world, that's not normal. Yeah, yeah, which um, I think is so crazy. I think that's weird that snakes are just like the, they just like, they get the bad rap. They're like, oh, we're automatically evil. <laughs> I think, you know, and and maybe this is coincidence, but J.K. Rowling takes a lot of foreshadowing from like, um, not foreshadowing, what am I saying? Like a lot of things that are bad and like, Bad or good in, like, the normal human world. Mm-hmm. Um, like, between, like, good and evil. Like, the devil and God. Like, um, oh, sure. serpents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ser- are... serpents are. I think that <clears throat> that um, story in the Bible has, like, put the bad name on snakes and, like, creatures like that. <laughs> yeah. Which, also, uh, Voldemort thought that the most powerful magical number was seven. So, that's why he made seven horcruxes. In the Bible, like, seven is a magical godly number. Oh, is it? Yeah. I just think how, like... I don't know. There's so many similarities. Oh, that's crazy. Anyways, but um, yeah. So back to our dueling session and our yeah. Let's see what and then next. um, then we're he, Harry's like in a class or something, and he's like they're like everybody's like writing in books, and he just leaves. Um, I don't know. Okay, so this is only in the movie, I think. Okay. This scene, and I don't even know where this is. Well, in the movie, that's when he hears the voice again, and it's nearly headless Nick and Justin who are petrified. Um, he doesn't hear the, he doesn't hear the voice in the class. He just leaves the class because everybody's staring well, yeah, at him. Yeah, he just leaves the class. Yeah, because everyone's looking at him because they just heard him speak. And then on the time. way back to the common room is when he hears yep. the voice again. Yes. Nearly headless Nick and Justin are petrified. Yeah. Which... Actually, I think, I think Nick's just playing along. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't think he could be petrified. I think he's just like, I'm just playing a part here. <laughs> just like oh swinging gosh. around. <laughs> Um, so I mean, yeah, I don't consider headless, nearly headless Nick to be in any danger. <laughs> I, well, I mean, he was already dead. Yeah, so. he's already dead. Nothing can happen to him. In the book, though, I think it's funny. The way that he, they got him up to the hospital wing was they took a fan. That's <laughs> right. That's the dumbest thing ever. They couldn't have, like... Wingardium what? Leviosa. Exactly. Or, like... I don't know. Um, what's that thing where you, um, control somebody else's body, one of the th- unforgivable curses? Um, yeah, but that's the unforgivable yeah, curse. Yeah, but to move a ghost that's dead <laughs> and petrified, like, come on. There's paperwork involved. <laughs> I guess. But then we get, um, Harry actually gets in trouble in the movie because Filch catches him in the act, Yeah, I guess. And so Harry gets sent to Dumbledore's office and we get introduced. He has a little moment with the sorting hat mm-hmm. where he's like, um, you put me in the wrong house. You would have done great in Slytherin. Um, or whatever that conversation is. 
Mm-hmm. No, nothing too important, really. Yeah. And but we are introduced to Fox, um, Dumbledore's yes, Phoenix. The Phoenix. Um, and then he immediately just poofs <laughs> right in front of Harry. Which in the book it's so funny because Harry was like, "Oh, I'm alone. I'm alone with this bird. The last thing I need is for this bird to die on. Yeah. When I'm alone <laughs> with it, and lo and behold, what Poof. does it do? <laughs> it dies. It bursts into flames. Fox is just in his head. He's like, "Ha! I, I could read your mind. Watch this, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch him piss himself. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, Dumbledore comes along and explains what he is. And um, we get the thing that'll save him later in the movie. His tears have healing powers and they can carry immense heavy loads. Which, which, wow. <laughs> so I dumb. thought that meant those like emotional heavy loads or something like that. I didn't think that meant physically. Physical? <laughs> Interesting. Um, it wasn't until like years later, like I was just like, oh... I guess. I think it's weird. That's a that weird thing to include. True. I think it's weird that the only powers that Fox has, the tears, the carrying heavy loads, are he's the. A, he's a plot armor bird. <laughs> well, I know, exactly. That's the thing is weird that the only things that the bird can do, he actually ends up doing all of those things. It's just oh, yeah. like stupid. Yeah. Like you said. Like they, they designed bird. this bird just to be Harry's plot armor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. So do I. Uh, anything else different happen in the book there? Um, I think it's interesting, yes. Um, I think it's interesting when Hagrid barges through the door and, Professor Dumbledore, sir, yeah. it wasn't Harry. And it's interesting because he's carrying a rooster, a dead rooster. Yeah. <laughs> which in the book, it describes that the basilisk will die at the sound of a rooster's cry. Yeah, that's right. But it doesn't explain it in the movie at all, but it does show it. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. I did like that a lot. Yeah. Now it's time to uh, drink the polyjuice potion. And Hermione is taking, or she is um, talking to Harry and Ron about how they need to get Crabbe and Goyle's hair. And in the movie, she's holding the cupcakes by the frosting and sets them down like that. She is? She's holding them by the frosting. <laughs> oh, and shit. So it's, they're like plastic cupcakes or something. Oh, my gosh. Um, so course. I thought that was hilarious. But then um, how, how stupid do you have to be to just eat frozen or floating cupcakes that are just like floating there it's like hmm i wonder if someone's trying to trick me i mean crab and girl goyle were not very smart are they really like that dumb obviously maybe so why does malfoy hang out with because they're strong that's it he just needs somebody to laugh when he's when he laughs see he just needs to mentally bully someone i guess yeah no exactly that's that's exactly what it is Anyways, these big two hungry idiots, they pass out. and I want to see Harry and Ron trying to drag these two big idiots into, in, a, into closet. a closet. Yeah. Wingardium yeah. Leviosa. That, yeah, that's true. Maybe. I don't know. But then they they drink the potion. Essence um, of crab. <laughs> At least it wasn't greasy, toenails. Greasy British hair. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but then, I mean, the C- the CGI scene, it looked good with the, the transition from Harry into um, Goyle or whoever he was. I liked it, yeah. And now, and then they go and try and find the Slytherin common room, which, do they not know where the other common rooms are? No, I think it's like a secret so that other people don't try to get into the common How rooms. How does anybody not know where they are? Because like, oh, I've got a friend in uh, Ravenclaw or whatever, and nobody has spouted the location of their common room. Like, oh, hey, guys, I got to go to my common room real quick. Oh, okay, meet us up in five minutes. Oh, it'll be longer because my common room's all the fuck the way in the dungeons or whatever. 
I don't know. Well, I think most people try to be friends with people in their own house. And also, I think... Magical segregation now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think people just try to like, oh, I'll meet you in class or in the Great Hall. Like, I I don't know. I don't have an answer. I find but... that weird. I find that really weird that nobody knows where any of the other common rooms are. Anyways. I think it... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I just, just think that's weird. Yeah. And then we get the common... Like, another exposition dump in the common room. Um, for, um, from Malfoy about, uh, the heir of Slytherin, how, how it's not him. He doesn't know who it is. And how does Malfoy not know that that's not the real Crab and Goyle? Because they're stupid. No, he's stupid. Yeah. Malfoy's stupid. Yeah. Because they're spouting stuff off in their own voices, kinda. Yeah. That... <sighs> I'm pretty sure in the book it it actually also changes your voice. I'm pretty sure because it has a moment in the book where it says Harry talked, but instead of his voice, yeah, he it heard was, yeah he heard Goyle's was, voice, yeah Goyle's low rumbly, yeah. So that's a weird thing to omit in the movies. It, I don't know if it was just for like comedic effect or I don't know. Yeah, but I don't, know. I don't see how Malfoy could have known in the movies that that wasn't the real them. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're getting all defensive on these things that he's saying where Crabbe and Goyle would otherwise be like, good one. Ron's dumb. <laughs> exactly. Or something stupid like that. I mean, I, he probably thought it's impossible to do something like that. Or... That's true. He probably would think that. But I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we, we get all that exposition about that. And, and then they go back to the bathroom and then we get the creepy cat scene. <laughs> yeah. That... Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd imagine that there's some stupid cat fetish somewhere out there. And those people just loved this scene. <laughs> God, I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, it's the people that obsess over anime. God damn it, Japan. Why? I'm telling you. <laughs> you give us so many reasons to just go, ew. <laughs> But at the same time, we love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. In, in in the book, I think it's so interesting because in the book, they're like, oh, well, at least Madame Pomfrey won't, you know, because they took Hermione to Madame Pomfrey after minutes and minutes of convincing. Yeah. Um, They're like, oh, at least Madame Pomfrey doesn't ask many questions. Why? Why? Why wouldn't she ask any question of, because they didn't tell her, oh, this was Polyjuice Potion. They just said, oh, I don't know. I, I think they said she got stung by something or something but like madame pomfrey a nurse of the wizarding world (laughs) obviously wouldn't be stupid enough to to believe that but also didn't ask like hey dumbledore you know this is kind of sketchy like that means she she ain't no snitch i mean yeah but she just doesn't give a shit like dumbledore (laughs) she is the unsung hero Oh, because okay. she is not the snitch. Let's sing the song of our people. Snitches Hogwarts, get stitches. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's not the song of your people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, but you and me have different theme songs. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, shoot. And then we get the next scene in the movie. Like the hallway is randomly flooded immediately, like the next day or something. Yeah. With the, the bathroom water. Yeah, the bathroom water. And Harry finds the diary. Yeah. And then... Uh, I think it's so funny that Harry, because, let me back up. (laughs) So, Mr. Weasley at one point had told Ginny, um, I don't think this is said anywhere in the movie, but um, don't trust anything that can think for itself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Harry just sees this blank diary, and he's he's just carrying it around for days. Oh, no. and, And just, I don't know, I just have a really weird thing that he, like, why would somebody obsess over that? 
Like, yeah, it's a blank book. Why wouldn't you just, like, chuck it in the trash? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And then he, like, tries to write in it, which is so, like, yeah, the curiosity is crazy, but, like... I mean, I could understand. Maybe he just thought it was, like, a book of parchment or something, and he, like, maybe tried to write notes in it or something, and they disappeared. That would have... Yeah. That would have been okay in my head. Uh-huh. Um, like, he was actually, like, just trying to take notes. But in the movie, it's like he's trying to figure something out with this book. Like, he has suspicions about it. Yeah. For some random but, reason. Yeah, but why? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense to me either. Um, because he, like, takes a couple drops of acid and just, like, totally trips balls. <laughs> Basically. And falls inside the book and sees, like, the past. Yeah, and yeah, so going into that memory, if that's where you want to go, yeah. Um, in this diary memory, it opens up on a scene where uh, Tom Riddle is basically in a h- empty hallway watching the medical people collect Moaning Myrtle's body. Oh, that, that is Moaning Myrtle's body? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, but we don't know that at that point. I was like, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, because Moaning Myrtle was the girl who died. Yeah. At the bas- well... Yeah, it was, that was her body. The reason, so I didn't know this for the longest time. The reason why Tom Riddle was randomly in the hallway, because you weren't supposed to be in the hallway yeah. at night, was because he was a prefect. That's right, yeah. And then Dumbledore found him. Tom? Um, yeah, his old voice. Yeah. Tom? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I take a bow for myself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel your love. Yeah, that was just interesting to me that I found that out i guess from rereading the book i didn't i I didn't know that so yeah i learned i did me a learn today yeah what do you (laughs) think about that scene how do you Um, feel it was okay i mean you we learned that the movie wants you to suspect hagrid yeah because that's how i view any scene like that in a movie like oh they want me to suspect this person i know it's really not but they want that's the direction they want to point me in so where do i have to really look um, that, that's how I view scenes like that. And I was just like, oh, that, that was an okay scene. You see the big ass spider come out of that little box. Oh yeah. Well, then when Tom <laughs> goes to like try to rat Hagrid out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which yeah, unfortunately my boy Hagrid got expelled, which it seems like Dumbledore knew that Hagrid was innocent and that Tom was up to something fishy, but did nothing. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of fucked up, I think. <laughs> And then he gets elected headmaster. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. <laughs> a lot of things don't make sense when Dumbledore is headmaster in the in the first couple movies, in all the movies, but really in the first couple movies, because he does yeah. like nothing. In the next scene, they they're kind of chit chatting with Hagrid a little bit outside. Um, something big and hairy. You wouldn't be talking about me, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they all looked at him like, no. Like when, like your parents first catch you smoking weed, you're like, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> 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 which is just price. Which is exactly what I did when I first smoked. And I was just like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it smells a little weird in here. What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I can't smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what smell is. <laughs> How do you smell? What's that? <laughs> um, and then they go back to their dorm room and it's like trashed. Because um, someone found the diary or was looking for it and they found it. Yeah. You know, fun fact. Okay. Before my fun fact. Oh. I think it's weird. In the movie, I think they over-exaggerate 
the amount of damage that is in the boys' dormitory. Yeah, there was a lot of damage. I was just like, why? Like, the four posters are literally down from their hangers. There's (laughs) pillow feathers everywhere. In the book, it literally said Harry's trunk was opened and rummaged through. Yeah. Which, yeah, it builds the suspense of, like, the desperation of the person trying to find the book. Yeah. But, like... It was a little overkill. Yeah, that was that was a little overkill too. I agree. Um, but yeah, my fun fact is in in the books. I'm not sure which book it is, but it says um, girls could go up to the boys' dormitories, but boys couldn't go up to the girls' dormitories. There was a special charm. WTF, mate. I mean, it's a little sexist. WTF, but mate. I'm just <laughs> magical sexism now. <laughs> Good grief. Um. Then we see that uh, Hermione has been petrified, and now they come up with the rule that students, all students, have to be escorted by a teacher to each lesson. Which begs the question, how many teachers are actually there? Because um, I think we are only introduced in the movies to, like, less than ten. And up at the staff table, when they're in the Great Hall, there's not that many. Yeah, there's not that many. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... How many are there? Can that, is that really a, like, can that realistically be done? Well, technically it could, because if you have grades one through seven there, or year one through seven, that's seven classes, and then a teacher... For each student? Well, that's the thing, like, each, well... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They want it for, they say, each student. Well, yeah, but they take the student as a group, they take the classes as groups and walk Mm. them down. That's what it says in the book. Okay, It walks them down. In the movies, they don't say that. Well, they're stupid in the movies. <laughs> well, and in the in the book, um, Harry and Ron convince Professor Lockhart to leave them. That's right. They when do. They're, when they're at, when they're almost to their next destination, they're like, "Oh, it's just around the corner. We can't make it from here, Professor Lockhart. You deserve to have a few prep minutes before your next class." Very and good he, of you, Harry. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, "Right, you are. <laughs> right, you are, Harry." <laughs> So, yeah, and then we get Ron and Harry make their way down to Hagrid's, and Hagrid opens up on them with a crossbow. Yes. Which I was just like, damn, who was he expecting? I want to know that, too. Like, who was he trying to greet with a crossbow? Maybe Lucy. Well, he didn't know that Lucius was going to show up, though. I was to say, who? if he was expecting Dumbledore, why would he open with a crossbow on Dumbledore? I don't know. I don't think he would do that to the Minister of Magic, Fudge. I, I so, so that's a little weird. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Highly suspect. <clears throat> yes, indeed. And we get a little bit of, because um, Hagrid's being suspected again because he was it was him, technically, they think, in the past. Um, so they want to hold him at Azkaban for a bit. And then we get a little bit of, um, can, because Ron and Harry are in the corner with the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Can Dumbledore see the invisibility cloak? That, so, okay, this is a highly debated thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Where it seemed like he could. Oh, yeah. He makes eye contact. He goes out of his way to stop looking at Lucius Malfoy and directs his eye gaze to Ron and Harry right and behind nods. him. And, and he, he nods. nods. Yeah. yeah. Help will be always be given at Hogwarts for those who ask. <laughs> <laughs> and in, not to get off track, but in the fourth, I think it's the fourth movie or the book, um, there's a... There's a certain step going up the magical staircases where you always have to skip a step because you, people fall through it. Harry fell through it one night when he was 
carrying his egg to the prefect bathroom under the invisibility cloak. He couldn't get back up because his leg was halfway down this, you know, whatever. And Moody found him. A Sna- Snape was actually going to run into Harry going up the stairs. But Moody saw Harry under the invisibility cloak with his magical eye. But okay. Harry's but Harry's invisibility cloak is supposed to be the ultimate one to hide from death. Yeah. So how... Plot holes. I just. I, I agree. That is a plot holes. hole. But why it, can Dumbledore see and why can Moody see? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. So I don't know. It seems like Dumbledore can see. I don't know. He. It's Dumbledore. He has special powers. Like, he doesn't have any rule book. <laughs> he doesn't. Does follow Dumbledore the, have a rule book? Well, he doesn't follow it if he does. And then we're well, actually kind of before the uh, invisible cloak um, incident. Malfoy comes with um, suspension papers for Dumbledore. Um, because like, oh. oh, we've all agreed that you can't handle headmaster because of all this stuff happening. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a fair. Because he has done nothing mm-hmm. pretty much aside for having teacher escorts to help the kids. I, nothing has been done. Yeah. So I am in full agreement <laughs> with Malfoy actually on this. Um, yeah, he, he needs to be removed. <laughs> Which, I mean, he went willingly. He did, <laughs> and like I say, like I said earlier, that YouTube video series it goes into this a little bit. Really? Um, so okay. I, I, like I say, go check it out. It's really good. For all of our listeners, what is that again? You said it's bros, um something? like Theory Brothers, Theory Bros, or something, and they okay. have a little playlist about Dumble. I think it's called like Dumbledore's Big Plan or something like that. Okay. And for each, it goes into for each movie is a different video. Okay. Um, of Sweet. all the stuff that apparently Dumbledore already knew, stuff that he was planning way in advance with with Snape and whatnot. So. Oh, that would be cool to check out. It. It's definitely a good watch. Um, so, yeah, and then they see um, Hagrid's like, oh, if anybody were be looking for anything, uh, just follow the spiders. Yep, that'll lead them right. <laughs> Which, why the hell? <laughs> I just have to ask, why the hell would he, I mean, he trusts too many animals. He is way too trusting with these animals. With everything, really. But yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, let's just send him into the dark forest. And he didn't get wasted in a bar and just tells the, the bad guy everything he needed to know in the first movie. Oh, no, not Hagrid. <laughs> he is not a drunken oaf. <laughs> Loose lips Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, uh, they go into the forest and... Boy, arachnophobia people, I bet you had a heyday. Oh, so yeah, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about some uh, um, arachnids. Little eight-legged friends, little spitters. Acromantula. And, oh, that is that, oh, that is the, the type of spider Aragog is, Yeah. Huh? Okay. And the animatronics they used for Aragog look spot on. They, they look nice, big, creepy. Oh my gosh, it would have made me poop my pants. <laughs> They they all looked really good. Um, and any CGI that was used, I thought it looked really good. They they did a nice blend of practical and visual effects. I yeah, I think they really brought it to life. And uh, I think Ron's reaction to the whole thing is priceless. And I don't think Harry was reacting scared enough. <laughs> well, in real life, uh, Rupert Grint actually does have a heavy fear of spiders. Perfect then. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and I don't think Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Can we panic is... now? <laughs> It's, it's too good. <laughs> I think, well, in the book... Um, so that makes the scene where the spider's like wrapped around his neck or whatever, because that's a physical like puppet type thing. Yes. That must have been horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It probably gave him trauma nightmares. I, yeah, I, yeah maybe. I'm, but one thing that the movie doesn't mention, well, obviously, the, the in the book, when they first 
So, okay, so backtrack to the movie. They find the lair, right? Yeah. Like, they find Aragog's lair. All the little baby spiders are yep. going into it. And they walk into the lair. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, in the when they're tromping through the dark forest, they randomly get grabbed by these huge eight-legged things. So they were just trampling through the dark forest, and these, it's described as these huge things with eight legs. You know, two had had two huge grasps around the guys, and they oh, were geez. they were uh, crawling on the other six legs, and they brought them directly into the in the, the dwelling whatever. oh my god <laughs> which for ron would probably be horrifying horrifying yeah <laughs> like this is how i die <laughs> exactly my irrational fear has come to life yeah and in the book i think also aragog is described as being blind and he has a wife does he yes how else would he made all these because it's all his sons and daughters just i think in the in the movie she's um i think in the movie she was probably either dead or just not pictured but yeah, he has a wife. He's just out there. Aragog's just out there in the forest porking his dead spider wife. I guess so. If that's the way you want to look at it. I, I'm I'm picturing it in my head now and I don't like it. Neither. Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> you brought up that effect as his wife. You brought up porking. <laughs> uh, I got to go there every time. <laughs> you do. Oh, shit. But then um, the car comes along and saves them because the car's alive now. <sighs> I guess. I guess. Perfect and, escape plan. Yeah, I guess. Um, but then they find they 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 come to the conclusion um, after speaking with Aragog and he tells them about about the um, about the basilisk and whatnot that Hagrid's innocent. Um, that it obviously mm-hmm. wasn't him. Yeah. Uh, so they find Hermione's. Oh no! They, uh, Harry casts his second spell ever. Oh, Yay! He cast the spell, the spider spell, whatever it is. Arania eczema. Sure, whatever that. Eczema. <laughs> it gives the spider acne. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, but they find Hermione's note while they're um, watching her sleep <laughs> in the hospital. They they find the note about the basculus, and they find out that, oh, she was onto it. And then they find out that um, someone else has been taken, and somehow they know it was Ginny. Yeah, so they, so all the, everybody was told to go to back to their dormitories, all the staff go to the second floor corridor or whatever. Yeah. And the message on the wall says her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. And somehow they know that Ginny Weasley is taken. Yeah. But. That, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me Ron either. and Harry were out of bed or, and not in their dormitories. How could they have known that it was Ginny who was taken? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, loophole. I just don't like that there's no explanation for it and. I don't like and it. Then, then Lockhart tries to come and be all cocky and just be like, yeah, I've known where the chamber is for weeks now. <laughs> so and dumb. Like, we'll leave it to you, Gilderoy. He's like, I'm just going to go and prepare <laughs> or whatever he get, says. Get ready. He just he, he tries to bail and Ron and Harry catch him in the act. And yeah, he's not easy to or he's not very hard to overpower uh-huh. when he doesn't know any spells. <laughs> exactly. And in the book... I think they disarmed him in his office, and then they, they threw his wand out the window. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was great. That's funny. And then they um, they go back to the bathroom where Moaning Myrtle is, and they... Um, I wonder how... Because Harry and Ron, in the movies, they figure it out like instantly, just by talking to him for a little bit. How did no one else discover that he's a fraud? Because they're so... I, I don't know. I think people think... Oh, he's so 
um, full of himself. Like, I, I think that they just thought, oh, he's so full of himself and so stupid that, like, we're just going to, like, ignore him. I don't know. He's got a lot of fans and whatnot, and people are fangirling over him. I don't know. I, don't I know. can't believe no one's, like, actually looked into it. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, that's um, fair. I mean, there's really no evidence if he obliviates everybody. Did he obliviate everybody, though? I think so. I was going to say, because how can you obliviate everybody? Well, but every, I, I every, guess... Well, if, everybody that he's stolen stories from. Yeah, but you could easily go to someone who witnessed that event. And did he get to all of those people that witnessed those events or anything like that? Oh, that's they, a fair thing I was to like, say. There's a lot of those types of questions. I don't know. Um, but they finally get into the chamber. Um, they go down the little slide of doom where they probably should have should have died. Yeah. Unless there was a really long descent, like a, one of those steep water slides. <laughs> um, but they, they get down there and Lockhart tries to, you know, pull a fast one on him and it, <laughs> and it backfires <laughs> hilariously. Oh, majorly. And then Ron just gives him a concussion. <laughs> 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 he just Heart knocks a, him out. Hot of a lion, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, Harry goes forward while Ron just chills out with, uh, concussed Lockhart. <laughs> um, and he finds Ginny's body there. And weaponless. Like, have you ever thought that Ron only has his, like, damaged wand? What if the Basilisk somehow found Ron? Oh, like, he'd be dead. <laughs> he would not have anything to defend himself with. Can we panic now? <laughs> yes, we can panic. Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Harry finds Ginny's body there. Doesn't even question why Tom is there. Right, because he just saw him in a 50-year-old yeah. diary. Yeah, so, like, why didn't he question that at all? Um, and, yeah, he the basculus, whatever, comes out. And we get a ton of exposition before that. Um, Tom's just explaining a bunch of shit, and the basculus finally comes out. And it's... He, I don't know how I feel about the Basilisk being blinded by Fox. I have a huge problem with that. Why? Well, it's not that huge of a problem, but like after Fox rips out his eyes, you hear Riddle um, in the movie say, uh, you, can, you can run, but uh, he can still hear you. Yeah. Which in the book, Tom says, leave the bird. Uh, you can still smell the boy. Yeah, because I was going to say, snakes are deaf. Snakes are deaf. They like those are? snake charmer people. They're not dancing. The snakes aren't dancing to the music. They're dancing to the the um, the swaying back and forth of the flute the guy's playing. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, snakes are deaf. Well, then that makes this even more like, hard yeah. to believe for me. Because like exactly. while Harry is running around in the chamber, he gets cornered from a, mm-hmm. a blocked drain from with a gate. Yeah. And... The basilisk can't smell him, but Harry just throws a rock and the basilisk hears it and it goes the other way. What that over there? <laughs> yeah, so I have even more of a problem with this now. And I, I thought the basilisk looked great. Um, they oh, did a lot yeah. of good CGI work. And when Harry finally confronts the basilisk when he climbs up there for some reason. Oh, on um, the big statue? Yeah. Um, all of a sudden the basilisk doesn't know how to attack him. <laughs> all of a sudden it stops lunging. Yeah. yeah. And anytime so they do like some lunges, it's an animatronic and it's one of those parts where the animatronic doesn't look that great. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Jurassic park three. And I know so- some of you know exactly what I'm talking about with like the Spinosaurus and the- there's definitely instances where you can like 
oh, that's a, that's a giant CGI robot. Or mm-hmm. not CGI. Uh, that's a big giant animatronic, you know, just duping around. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of had a little issue with that. They had a really good CGI thing going with that with the Basilisk. I don't know why they... I don't know. I don't know why they kind of reverted back to like it. Not that it's not a bad looking animatronic. In motion, it doesn't look believable. When he's uh, compared up there, to yeah. compared to what he was doing before, yeah. like against Fox and whatnot, and like lunging at Harry, mm-hmm. his movements are just not believable. Yeah. So that that's hmm. what I have an issue with. Yeah. Uh, that you mentioned Harry uh, uh, getting on top of that statue. I always thought as a kid watching the movies that that mm-hmm. was, it looked like Dumbledore. I thought that was yeah, a statue kinda. of Dumbledore. I assumed it was a statue of Salazar Slytherin. It is. I was going to say, that's it, what I assumed. It, it confirms it in the book, but growing up, I just always thought it was Dumbledore. And I was <laughs> Why like, is Dumbledore's face on there? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know Salazar Slytherin looked like that. Yeah. I did not um, imagine him looking like that. Then we get Harry killing the Basilisk and... He saves the day. Yeah, he saves the day and somehow he just knows to stab the diary with the tooth and whatnot and i'm just like yeah okay, there needed to be a little bit more to i guess in the book i remember all of that fight scene happens really quickly it does oh, um yeah. in the movie it's dragged out a little bit you know to show you know tension and whatnot but i think if i remember correctly in the books in the book it happened really quick it does um compared to like the lead up of everything yeah and then f- and then harry gets saved with his plot armor um mm-hmm. fox uh cries a bit on his wound and is healed and somehow they got the all the rocks cleared away so they could get to ron and lockhart i don't know how but maybe one guardian Lobiosa. that's the question that's the answer I to everything <laughs> I, it should be but it should be harry's only cast two spells in this movie <laughs> um so then they the uh, fox carries all of them <laughs> out of the cave it's a cave now because in the movies they exit into like a big opening and it shows outside so it's cave which that means there's a second entrance that we don't know where it is yeah it's probably literally just behind the castle like on the cliff it's like huh what's that no it's probably nothing don't worry about it yeah there's a giant statue of a guy's face and a big snake over there. Should we do anything about that? No, no it's fine. Think of the paperwork. <laughs> <Think of laughs> I don't the paperwork. know. Um, but yeah, then we get a little bit of explanation or a little bit of um, an introduction to um, Voldemort passing some of his abilities on to Harry um, when he asks Dumbledore about that. <clears throat> I, think, I think that scene is much needed. Yes, I, especially for future movies. I think it's underplayed, though, because <clears throat> like... It really is, yeah. Like... Dumbledore explains, I think, uh, you know, Dumbledore passed things on to you when you got your scar. But then, like, we forget about that moment up until, like, the sixth book. Yeah, because it doesn't really come relevant again until, yeah, when he starts, uh, when Voldemort starts to get into his brain and and whatnot. I have a problem with that because in the fifth book, when Harry is totally angry and is having his first occlumency lessons, none of that is brought up again. Like... That's Dumb- true. Dumbledore doesn't comfort him in any way saying, oh, this may be just one of the things that Voldemort passed on to you. No, it's just, Harry, you need to learn to control your own mind. This is your fault. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have a problem with that. It doesn't get brought up again with all the struggles that he endures in between the third and the four- fifth book. You know, yeah, I agree. That's just me, though. Um, And then we get Malfoy coming back or Lucius Malfoy coming back and 
the <clears throat> slavery he inflicts on Dobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we get to see how much of an ass he is towards Dobby. Sorry, go ahead for um, whatever you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, and then once they, they they get finished with their cheesy dialogue, oh like mac and God. cheesy dialogue. I hated these ending uh, ending scenes. I hope Mr. Potter will always be here to save the day. Don't worry, I will be. <laughs> it's like so okay. Dumb. Um, and then we get the, like the giving Dobby the clothing hack that Harry somehow does. Like somehow he knew Malfoy would give him that, and yeah. I, I guess that works, which questions if Dobby, Dobby, the house elf is like doing chores and stuff. And he's like, oh, go do my laundry, Dobby. Um, they, they don't let him do laundry. I was going to say, so what does Dobby do for them? I mean, he does everything else but the laundry. He cleans, he cooks, he. Oh. And, and I think in the book, I cannot remember. I didn't write any notes on this, but I think in the book, Lucius throws the book or the. Or the sock comes out of the book or something. And Dobby catches it. He doesn't get uh, handed it. He catches it. And then he's like, Dobby, or Master gave Dobby a sock. Dobby is free. <laughs> that was a pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's... And then Malfoy gets all pissed off. And he's like, you cost me my servant. Um, and then he's about to kill Harry. Yeah. With, he starts to say it. And. <laughs> Of course, at the time, because I only did the movies, I didn't see the books, or I didn't read the books, I was just like, what's he about to do there? We didn't know what it meant to the yeah, we didn't. Either. we didn't know what it meant. We were like, what's he about to do there? Well, what's that? What's that? Go back to that. Right. Um, and then Dobby just yeets him across, across the room. <laughs> Yeet. And then we get even more cheesy dialogue from Malfoy, like, mock my words. <laughs> you will do the same something or other as your parent. I don't know what the fuck he said. It was stupid sounding. Yeah. But then, you know, we get the nice happy ending and, you know, uh, it kind of wraps up. I do know that um, I think if we backtrack a little bit to Dumbledore's office, I think in the book, if I remember right, the Weasleys were also in Dumbledore's office and Ginny was like having this moment of like sobbing over, I didn't mean to. Yeah, that's right. And Arthur's again, he's like, what have I told you about things that can think for themselves? Yeah, that's, that's right. And she like confessed to like, I killed the chickens. I killed the, yeah. But no, I'm glad they, they should have had that in the movie because for some reason it's just Harry and Dumbledore implying maybe that it's after that event. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. But uh, but then we get a little nice little wrap up in the Great Hall. All exams are canceled, Yay. which just shows how even worse of a headmaster Dumbledore <laughs> is. Like the one thing you're supposed to do is educate, and you're like, nope, no tests. Everybody goes on to their grade. <laughs> hey, on to the next grade or whatever. They don't need the extra stress. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, and then Hagrid returns, and <laughs> apparently Ron sent his owl, Errol, the one that can't fly to save his life i have a problem over to azkaban to urgently deliver these papers to release hagrid why would you send the one owl that has issues delivering things why was errol even at hogwarts why wasn't he at the weasley's house because it's the weasley's fucking bird that's true i i I agree i agree that's another issue paul i i guess yeah um well i don't know because dumbledore was like Hey, uh, Mr. Weasley, can you please send these to Azkaban? We need our gamekeeper back. Maybe Ron didn't think, oh, maybe I should send a school owl. Maybe he was just like, oh, I have an owl here. I'll just send my owl. Might as well, I guess. I don't know. So stupid, though. Like, your owl can't travel more than 10 feet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, that's a wrap up on the the second movie, The Chamber of Secrets. I have some trivia questions. Do you want to go through those? Oh, uh, you're going to test the lack of knowledge <gasps> I have. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm ready to be embarrassed. Hell yeah. I got 20 questions. Shit! This is 20. Am I back in school? Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, oh. Here, I got to make sure you don't cheat. Okay, are you ready, BB? I, I guess I have to be. Okay, I don't think anybody knows this except for Harry Potter nerds, but what incantations did Harry say to make Dudley think... Harry was going to set fire to one of Aunt Petunia's bushes. I remember reading about this, and I don't remember. Okay. By the way, all these um, are in um, chron- chronological... Chron- chronological order. I can't... I can't Words are word. tough. <laughs> chronological order. Um, the first thing Harry said was, jiggery-pokery. <laughs> okay. Hocus-pocus and squiggly-wiggly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Question two. What was the color of the dress Aunt Petunia wore during the dinner party at the Ma- with the Masons? White. Salmon uh, colored. Okay. Wrong. When Dobby goes to visit Harry, what punishment does Dobby do to himself for visiting Harry without his master's permission? He hits himself with a lamp. No. That's because Dobby <clears throat> was speaking ill of his family. Um, I don't know. What? He shut his ears in the oven door. Oh. When he got back. From visiting Harry. Oh, oh, I see. Afterwards. Oh, all right then. Whatever. Question four. What is the name of the witch from the improper use of magic office that sends out letters when underage wizards use magic? I've heard this name. Um, Miranda Crockford? No, that's... It starts with an M, though. What? And the last name is similar. What? Mathalda. Mathalda. Yeah, Hopka. that's right. Which, incidentally, I don't know if you if anybody knows this, but Mathalda, the person who sends out these letters, is the person who Hermione impersonates in the seventh movie. That's who that oh, is. Oh, shit. Okay. Anyways, fun fact. Question five. What creature do the Weasleys have in their attic? Oh, um. These are all from the second book, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as um, you can see. Shoot. A, um, Boggart? No. Oh, what? It's a ghoul. Oh, a ghoul? Yeah. Tomato, tomato. No, a bog. Are you serious? Do you know what a boggart is? <laughs> yes, I know what a boggart is. This bitch. <laughs> Question six. Okay. What was the name of the department that Mr. Weasley works in at the I Ministry of Magic? One. The misuse of Muggle artifacts. The misuse of Muggle artifact office. <laughs> I. That's a point. Okay. That's, that's a point. That's fair. Okay. You got one point. <laughs> I got one point. Better okay. than none. True. Question seven. At the borough, what level of the house is Ginny's room versus Ron's room? I believe Ginny is on the third and Ron's on the fourth. Ginny is on the third. Okay. Ron is on the fifth. Oh, okay. You get a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of Ron's favorite Quidditch team? Uh, uh, Here's a hint. They have orange uniforms. Never mind. I don't know. The Chudley can- Cannons. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh. <laughs> Question nine. What is Hagrid looking to buy in Nocturne Alley? Uh, flesh-eating slug repellent. Hell yeah, you got two, two and, and a half, half points. points. <laughs> Question 10. What was the name of the bookstore where Hermi- where Ron, Harry, and Hermione and the Weasleys met Professor Lockhart? Oh, Flourish and Blots. Ooh, three and a half points. Question 11. What is the name of the joke shop in Diagon Alley oh. where the Weasley twins were stocking up on fireworks? Zonko? That was in Hogsmeade. Oh, that's in Hogsmeade. 
Um, shoot, I don't know. Gamble and Japes. Gamble and Japes. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay, <laughs> if you're also taking this quiz with us, follow along. We, we're on number 12. What species of spider is Aragog? Acomantula. There you go. Four and a half yeah. points. 13. What is the name of Aragog's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the Witcher. One of the what of one of the names of the main characters in the first season that helps Cirilla uh at behind the Cintron walls. I don't know. It's a male character, but it's a female spider in this movie. What? Mousag. Mousag, really? Mm-hmm. No, is that Mousag or Mousac? Oh true. He was Mousac in Witcher, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's Mousag. Okay. Well it sounds close like enough, it. but yeah. Um, <clears throat> number 14, what is the name of the librarian at Hogwarts? Oh, fuck. I don't know. You know what we didn't even talk about? What? The, um, so it's Madame Pence. <laughs> Lockhart signed a letter for Harry, Ron, and Hermione to check out a book from the, um, That's right. From the restricted section to that's, make the polyjuice potion. That's how they get the polyjuice potion recipe. Right. Because they didn't know what teacher they would get a signature from, but they thought Lockhart, Lockhart thought he was just giving a signature. Yeah. And Hermione wanted to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> she would. Number 15. What was Colin Creevy doing? Oh, we already kind of went through this. Um, what was Colin Creevy doing sneaking around the castle when he was petrified? He had grapes. <laughs> he was found with grapes scattered all around him. So Professor Professor McGonagall suggests he was sneaking up to see Harry in the, Harry in the hospital. That's thing. a guess. That's not what he was actually oh, well, doing. Well, he was sneaking <laughs> around the castle with grapes. Okay. Number 16. According to... Uh, sorry, according to one of Professor Lockhart's books, what is his favorite color? Lavender. There you go. We already went through that, but five yeah. and a half points. Woo. Uh, 17. What did Lockhart send around the school during Valentine's Day to celebrate? This know. is nowhere in the movies. I don't know. He, I, I was going to say, because isn't there a thing in Valentine's Day where like Ginny is like, has like a love po like a love uh, poem or something about Harry? Or some bullshit like that. It's not Ginny. It's Lockhart's love poem. <laughs> or maybe Ginny. I, I forget. Because there's at one point where Ginny kind of gets made fun of a little bit, I think. Oh, okay. Or is that in the third one? I don't think it would. Mm, I don't know. There was kind of a moment like that, I think, okay. somewhere. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to I do my that. research. Um, Lockhart had dwarves deliver valentines to people. Harry... Yeah, because the dwarf kind of like danced and whatnot. So yeah, this yeah, that was, was this one. It was from Lockhart though. It wasn't from Ginny. Harry's dwarf sung and danced to him in the middle of the hallway between classes. Yeah. Yeah, but it was from Lockhart. It wasn't from Ginny. Wasn't. Mm, Read the book. I want to say something was from Ginny though. Okay. 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 Correct us, people. Inside that Randy's podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Number 18, who was the headmaster when Tom Riddle was at school? Dip it. What was his first name? It didn't mention his first name. In the movies, it it didn't. It Mm. just said professor or headmaster. Mm. Armando Dip it. Mm. I was going to say, yeah, I I consider that a point because in the movies, it didn't mention it. That's six and a half points right there. All right, BB. (laughs) What subject did Professor Dumbledore teach while while Tom was at Hogwarts? Defense Against the Dark Arts. Nope. Potions. Nope. Transfiguration. What? It's in the movie, or it's in the book. Read it. Whatever. Number 20. How did Tom Riddle find out he was the heir of Salazar Slytherin? Oh, fuck. I don't know. He's talked to a snake one day. 
I am leaving this question open to our listeners because I do not know the answer either. I would like everybody else's. Then why ask me? Because I want your input. All right, people. You <laughs> heard help. her. Um, uh, email us at sidelinerantingspodcast at gmail.com with your answer. Um, we'll, we'll let you know how many people got it right, how many people got it wrong. Um, let us know uh, what we got wrong, you know, um, if we missed anything, anything you want to hear about, what you're excited for. Critique us. Uh, yeah, let us know how wrong we are, as always. Um, yeah, you got anything else to add? I do not. I just hope our Harry Potter people out there uh, do the research for the next podcast that we do. We're going on Harry Potter Prisoner. No, that's Aspen. our job to do the research. Well, yeah, <laughs> but um, Harry Potter fans get ready to correct us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, next time we're going to be chatting, we're going to be talking about... Um, my, it's my favorite movie. Um, the um, Prison. Prisoner of Azkaban. God, why did I... <laughs> it's why did I, Yeah, movie. it's my favorite movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my favorite movie out of the series. And we're going to be uh, diving into that one next. So um, get your ear holes prepared. They're going to be penetrated with Harry Potter lore. So lube or no lube, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, you take it easy. Bye. Thank you.